0: Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word SID.
1: This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC.
2: The former president of the United States, Donald Trump, is facing another potential federal indictment. Trump got a warning in the form of a target letter informing him that he is the target of the investigation for his efforts to overturn the 2020 election results. And that letter offers the former president a chance to testify before the federal grand jury that is meeting in Washington, D.C. And this criminal case comes amid an election season that is already heating up.
3: I got the letter on Sunday night. Think of it. I don't think they've ever sent a letter on Sunday night. And they're in a rush because they want to interfere. It's interference with the election. It's election interference. Never been done like this in the history of our country, and it's a disgrace. What's happening to our country, whether it's the borders or the elections or kinds of things like this, where the DOJ has become a weapon for the Democrats, an absolute weapon.
2: An American soldier is in North Korean custody after crossing the border from South Korea into North Korea. The soldier reportedly made the crossing without authorization, despite heightened alert over North Korea's nuclear program. One
1: of our service
4: members who was on a tour uh, willfully and without authorization crossed the military demarcation line. We believe that he is in DPRK custody.
5: A stunning move by the top federal prosecutor in Manhattan. He says it's time to give up and name an outside entity to run Rikers Island. But Mayor Adams forcefully
3: pushing back. It's time for the federal judge overseeing Rikers to bang the gavel and name an outside receiver to run the city's eight jails. But Mayor Adams says you don't need an outside administrator now that he's the boss. I am the best person in this administration to finally turn around the Department of Correction.
6: We are learning much more about the investigation into the Gilgo Beach murder suspects.
3: The FBI continues to find evidence not just at his home, but also hundreds
7: of miles away. Investigators surround Rex Hewerman's Massapequa Park home and
6: continue to confiscate evidence, both here and at two storage rental units nearby. Teams from the crime lab and CSI say no end in sight.
8: The game gets really hard and you start to press and, and so you gotta strike that balance. Uh, you know, you gotta strike that balance between, you know, coming in, preparing, ready to compete, but also going out there and having fun playing the game of baseball. And that's what we gotta, we gotta find that balance and, and that's what we're
6: searching for.
0: Searching, too. That is the manager of the New York Yankees. After suffering another loss last night to the Angels, you wake up this morning, and after 96 games, you notice the Bombers are only four games, four over five hundred at 50-46. and 46. They're in dead last, nine back of Tampa Bay inside the AL East. And even the wild card race, they're way behind Baltimore, they're now two-and-a-half behind even Toronto with Houston and Boston ahead of them. So it's a mess for the Yanks. The Mets did win last night, but they're six games under and still 17-and-a-half back and tied eight back with the Cubs in the wild-card race with seven teams ahead of them. So they're not getting there. They're just not. And they almost blew a 7-1 lead against the White Sox last night. But the Yanks, that is truly disappointing. But it didn't bother me. You know why, Lou Rafino? I don't know. I had a great night last night. So it turns out I've got three sisters. My oldest sister, Alana. I talk about her often. She's the Democrat. You know, my mom, actually, Naomi will be back on tomorrow. But my mom called her oldest daughter, Alana, a liberal. My sister told me this. And my, my sister, Alana, went nuts on her. She said, I'm not a liberal, I'm a Democrat. And I guess they're different, I don't know. I mean, I actually think my sister is a progressive Democrat, a liberal of the worst kind. And I love her dearly, her and my brother-in-law, Harry, but she's she's the worst kind of Democrat. So I'm not sure why she was making that distinction, Alana. I don't know what that means. Well, that's because liberal... To quote Bernard McGurk, uh,
8: what is that thing he used to say? It's the no. scri- it's, a, it's not descriptive. It's uh, oh yeah, pejorative.
0: Yes, yeah, pejorative. Pejorative, right? not yeah. descriptive. So yeah. It's
8: pejorative. So liberal oh. is meaning the way you think. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, don't, I have no sh- idea. Yes, you do. You're, no, yes, you're a very smart guy. Okay,
0: thank you. Now,
8: so no, now you're not. <laughs> I guess liberal, I'm not. And I'm not talking. Liberal <laughs> is. Well, the way you're thinking, like, if you like, oh, well, let's let this prisoner off. Uh, that's a liberal way of thinking. Okay. And Democrat is just the sectioning of Republican, Democrat, Independent. Oh, I think I got it now. Oh, yeah, maybe. That's why they're like, God forbid you're labeled a liberal. You can't do that. No, because that's why your sister would take a knife to you and right. say, well, no, no, she no, almost, no,
0: She almost killed my
8: mother. Well, that wouldn't have been good for any of us. No. No. no and been I, have your been mom, especially. I
0: mean, well, then she wouldn't be on the show anymore. No, tomorrow we'd have to reschedule a lot of stuff. And that becomes a pain in the
8: ass. No, I don't like that. Justin just screamed. So So
0: Alana's my oldest sister. Then I've got a baby sister. Her name is Elizabeth. She lives most of the year in Parkland, Florida. And then my second oldest sister, Ray Sherry, who I'm very close with. She lives in Brooklyn with my brother-in-law, Albert, who I'm also very close with. And uh, long story short, all three of my sisters, Alana Ray, Sherry, and Elizabeth all have homes during the summer upstate where my mom lives. It's 170-plus homes, and they're all Yentes, you know. I mean, just the most annoying, mostly Jewish people. I'm Jewish. I can say that. You'll ever come across. They sit at the pool, and you want to kill yourself. (laughs) I swear to God. So all three of my sisters are up there. So... I never see them unless I go up to see my mom, which is maybe twice a summer, usually July 4th and Labor Day, and that's it. That's plenty, trust me. And I love my family, but it's plenty. So my sister, Ray Sherry, was back in Brooklyn. They live in, uh, in Mill Basin to do some errands yesterday. My brother-in-law, Albert, is going to the doctor today. So they came over the house, which, of course, last time they saw it was before all the water damage. They came over the house last night and went for dinner with me and Danielle, which was great. Went to La Sorrentina, one of your favorite places, Louis, and saw John and Joe, had a great Italian dinner. Hey, Gizadich. Oh, sang Dean yeah. Martin, the whole thing, you know. There's this table for you. Cindy. come on. <laughs> and then afterwards, this is going to shock you. I know it's going to shock you. So I go to Ray and Al, I go, have you seen Gravesend yet? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> so Albert's got a buddy upstate. He's my buddy, too, but more Albert. His name is Larry Walder. And he keeps sending me messages with pictures of me on his TV watching Gravesend. So he's seen it. Other people have seen it. But my sister and brother-in-law haven't seen it yet. So I'm like, here's what we'll do. We'll go for dinner, and then we'll come back to my house. I'll make coffee. I've got Entenmann's cookies, and we'll watch Gravesend. <laughs> and Danielle's like, oh, come on. Gabe's like, oh, come on. No, How many times you got to watch this? <laughs> so we did that. <laughs> but we got Entenmann's. <laughs> come on. Right. Right. So we did that, and it was a great time. I really do miss my sister and my brother-in-law. So we watched Gravesend. They they said the same thing everybody else does. You're great. You're so natural. It doesn't even look like you're acting. You're kind of just being yourself. Then they compared me to some of the other major stars. They're like, you're better. Same conversation. And I go to bed happy because I need to hear that. (laughs) Why do I need to hear that, Lewis? Why? (laughs) Um, What's wrong with me?
8: Well... As long as I've known you, I actually don't have the
0: answer
8: to that question. It's a hard question, I know. Speaking of searching for so long, (laughs) that's Uh, what I've uh, been doing. (laughs) Like, hey, you know what? I'd rather the mystery stay alive.
0: And then, you know, they go on and give us all these geschictas. That's a a lot of Yiddish words today. No, be ready. A lot of Yiddish words. So a lot of geschictas about the family and these people upstate New York. And my mother, it turns out, she has like seven signs in front of the house these huge Trump banners, like more than one. I didn't know that. I thought she had one Trump banner. Now it turns out, I guess, she has like a mausoleum to Trump. So plenty of people walk by and give her the old Phil Sims fist pump. Yeah, way to go. And there are others, like my own sister, who are horrified. Just horrified. How can that be up? But How- yet, my sister doesn't seem to care when the neighbor down the black for my mother has a sign on her lawn that says racism doesn't live here or Roe versus Wade crossed out in some pink sign. That doesn't seem to bother my sister, but the Trump sign, that bothers her. Do you see the nonsense? Hmm. Do you see the bull shizzle, as Bernard would say? Do you see all that, Louis? I'm starting to see uh, what you're cooking. That's terrible. Yeah, there's Charles Barkley who got in trouble from some NBA player today. Jonathan Isaac is mad at him about his redneck rant in Lake Tahoe last weekend. <laughs>
8: Someone's always which was crazy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, so they, they give me all the stories, and uh, i got a nephew who's becoming a niece. Can't even make that up. He's six years old. What? Don't even ask. Okay, I won't ask. Six years old. He's a boy, but he identifies as a girl. He's six years old. Yeah, and it's... my nephew, who I love okay. dearly, and my niece, who married into the family, are both retarded. That's all I'm going to say. I know it's a, people hate that word. I don't care. What are you doing? The kid is six. Six. Braiding the kid's hair. Dressing the kid up in girls' clothing. This is why I can't go upstate. I can't go there. I can't see this stuff. I can't idly sit by and go, oh, that's cute. Look how cute he is. Or she is. Or What? <laughs> What do we. This is my my family. It's not some filthy vermin on the ferry I got to sit with every day. I can't go up there. I miss my family, but I can't go. So that's ruined for you. That area. Oh, yeah. You can't go. No, I can't go. Can't go. So I got to stay home and I got to watch Donald Trump on Sean Hannity. That's my existence. Can't watch the Mets. They won last night, but they stink. Yankees never win. Football is still a month away. I've already seen Gravesend 30 times. (laughs) So now it's Trump on Hannity. And once again, Donald Trump was excellent last night, except guess what topic Sean Hannity brought up with Donald Trump. I'll give you one hint. Scarface. I got it. You got it? Yeah. Play this. Cut number two. Cut number two. The Situation Room is very
3: heavily guarded. They know who is. They know everything. The other thing, I have a great respect for Secret Service. I deal with them all the time. They are really incredible people. And Secret Service knows what's happening. They know what's happening. So uh, I think it's uh, very disappointing that after just a few days I was over. That's a big deal. Cocaine. Now, the cocaine, as they say, could have been... Worse, they could have gone to the, the bio weapons. they could have gone to no, a lot stuff. of other things. Anthrax. But co- cocaine's you. pretty bad if somebody's taking cocaine and making decisions. What if there was fentanyl in it? What if it was anthrax? Here he goes, well, anthrax again. God forbid. It could have been a lot of things.
0: And yeah. Oh, no, have... shut this off. What if you're a moron, my God? What if it was anthrax? Every night the same thing. It's not anthrax. He said it again. Yes. Yes, Sean, if it was anthrax, as I said yesterday, that becomes a national security issue. That is a big deal. Cocaine is not a national security issue. Why do you keep saying, what if it was anthrax? You sound like a moron. You do. I don't care that he makes $30 million a year. I don't care that he's on Fox News and WOR. He sounds like a moron. No wonder Captain Matides kicks his ass. Here's uh, Trump on Hannity last night encouraging early voting, saying uh, voting by mail and legal ballot harvesting, but also says a lot of these ballots are phony. If it sounds confusing, it is. Trump cut number one.
3: My question is, do you now encourage and embrace early and voting, voting by mail, and legal ballot harvesting? I do, but I also have to say something else, because the one thing a lot of people... But this is important. Including including you, don't talk about. They also create phony ballots, and that's a real problem. That's my opinion. But they create a lot of phony ballots. Has your mind shifted? In other words, I think if Republicans start out election day down 200, I, 300, 500,000 votes, that's, that becomes nearly impossible to catch up with. For some reason, Republicans always wanted to go out on Tuesday and they wanted to vote. And I respect that. I think it's great. And it would be great if we could get back to one day and we all the things. that you said with one thing I agree else. with you. With voter ID. With voter ID. Because the Democrats don't and want signature voter verification. ID. How about this? They don't want voter ID because they want to cheat. You know, they want to cheat. They don't want voter ID. Even the Democrats, regular Democrat people, want voter ID, but the leaders don't because they can't cheat. The one thing we have to be very careful of is phony ballots. Everything you say is great, but they create ballots. That's my opinion, and that's the opinion of a lot of people. Will you uh, encourage your voters, based on the system we have, to ha- go along with the system of early voting and voting by mail, because I, I, I think if you don't, you make it's a big mistake. No, no, no. I will, but those ballots get lost also, Sean. You know, they send them in, and all of a sudden they're gone. Those ballots get lost also. The answer is I will because you would like it, but you okay. know what?
4: Can I You're be doing honest? It for me, okay. But a lot of, I got to take a break. But Sean, a lot of bad <laughs> yeah.
3: things happen to those ballots also. They're sent in early, and all, all right. of a sudden, where are they?
0: Uh, Please. So, uh, I mean, I was begging both of them to stop at one point. Excuse me. (laughs) But the big story, of course, is that Donald Trump is about to be indicted, arrested for a third time. Now, you know, of course, that the first two times, the ridiculous Alvin Bragg case, that loser here in New York City. And, of course, you know, the E. Jean Carroll nonsense. What was uh, the document case was the second case. That was the federal case. But in all these cases, Donald Trump has gotten a bump and a large bump in his lead over Ron Sanctimonious, and he's gotten a ton of money, upwards of $20 million every time they indict him and arrest him. So number three is about to happen, and this one is for January 6th. And that is the big story today, and Trump did talk about it. With Sean Hannity last night and of course he said what he always says and he's right the DOJ has become a weapon for the Democrats cut number six
3: now it bothers me it bothers me for everybody in this incredible sold out audience and it's uh, it bothers you I got the uh, letter on Sunday night think of it I don't think they've ever sent a letter on Sunday night and they're in a rush because they want to interfere. It's interference with the election. It's election interference. Never been done like this in the history of our country, and it's a disgrace. What's happening to our country, whether it's the borders or the elections or kinds of things like this, where the DOJ has become a weapon for the Democrats, an absolute weapon.
0: So Alan Dershowitz, our dear friend, the great constitutional lawyer, was on with my buddy John Katz and Matides Katz and Cosby last night. And, you know, he said the last one, the document indictment, was very serious. People like Judge Napolitano and Audie Idalla even said he can go to jail for that. Now they've all kind of come back on that. Well, Dershowitz was giving us the same stuff last night on this third potential coming indictment. Alan Dershowitz, Katz and Cosby Lewis, cut number 13.
5: This is a very, very serious matter. He can't possibly be indicted for his January 6th speech. I don't approve of what he said but it's completely protected by the First Amendment. What he said was he wanted everybody to protest peacefully and patriotically, but they're trying to indict him in the District of Columbia because they know they have a favorable jury pool there. They're worried about the Florida jury pool, so they're going to try to make sure that they can bring a case against him in a jurisdiction where they are assured that they will have a jury pool comprised of voters uh, who voted against him. I think 91% of the voters of D.C. voted against him. I mean, this is a manipulation of the legal system.
0: He's right about that. Those jury polls, New York, not good for Trump. Washington, D.C., not good for Trump. But, of course, in the document case, Miami, very good for Donald Trump. Big guest list about to come your way this hour. Brian Kilmeade, Curtis Slewa, and which Lowry. He's here on a Wednesday this week in the 7 o'clock hour. Peter King in the 8 o'clock hour. Daniel Penny's attorney, Thomas Knipp in the 9 o'clock hour. And one or two more surprises along the way. Chicago, Aaron Boone. I've been searching as we wrap up the first segment on a hump day Wednesday with me, Sid, on Talk Radio 77 WABC. somebody in queen we will rock you here it ain't buddy mercury brian may not the same brian may that played for the north carolina tar heels and won the championship years ago brian may celebrating a birthday today lewis tell us exactly what brian may did for the band queen the guitarist and wrote a lot of the songs oh he did yeah he wrote that song big deal Brian May. 76. 76, like everybody else. Yeah. Somewhere between 73 and 83. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, happy birthday to Brian May. We've got a bunch of guests stopping by. You know, um, my brother-in-law, Albert, who I'm very, very close with, he's like a brother. So he loves this show. He listens all the time. He is diametrically the opposite of my other brother-in-law, Harry. I've got three, Michael too, but... Harry is a Democrat, and Albert is a rational, reasonable human being. You know. And Albert told me yesterday, he said, I love the show. I listen all day, every day. He said, for what it's worth, I believe the best hour of the show, and I've been told this a bunch the last couple of weeks. I'm not exaggerating, a bunch. He said, I believe the best hour of the show is the 6 a.m. hour. He said, it's funny. I keep hearing that. But wh- why do you think that? He said, Well, I love all the guests. I love Curtis. I love all the guests. He goes, But when you talk about all the topics and then throw in the family stuff and the sports, I find that to be most engaging. And he said, Some mornings, because he's retired, I don't wake up till seven o'clock and you're already into the guest part of the show. And I feel like I missed something because that first hour is basically you. So I'm telling this story right now and Lou Rufino. Is nodding his head up and down, yes. Now, that may just be a reaction. I don't know.
8: No, I'm what just, does that uh, mean you agree? I'm
0: kind of nodding off.
8: Like You're nodding, nodding off. Off. yes. yes. No, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense. They, it they, does? They feel like they've missed something because, oh, okay, now the guests are on. and right. You're going to talk to them. And they do most of the opining at that point. Uh, yes, and then well, they'll be yelling or they'll be explaining something you asked. But yeah. then they want to know what unpredictable craziness is right going to come out of your mouth exactly but they want to know what you think about stuff well that's that's, that's, that's uh,
0: i've been getting that a lot as of late so i got some things to think about a gnome uh herzog what is herzog's title he is the president of israel okay so a couple of days ago this creep Jayapal, who's a rep out of the state of washington it's a woman she comes out and says israel is a racist state now, you may remember last week, Dove Hykend called into this show, I believe it was Friday, live from Jerusalem, and he was complaining that President Biden needs to stay out of Israeli politics. Oh, shocker, big surprise, Bibi Netanyahu couldn't stand Barack Obama. It was mutual, and now Bibi Netanyahu can't stand Joe Biden. But Bibi Netanyahu loves Donald Trump. So now, here we go again, Trump is out of office, and there seems to be a major issue between the relationship between the United States and Israel, despite what Bacha tried to sell me yesterday. So Herzog is going to speak today about the United States-Israel relationship, and guess who's not coming to the speech? AOC, Talib, Omar... Uh, Corey Bush, Bowman, these racists, they're not coming, okay? So if you have any question as to whether or not this Democrat Party, these young folks in the Democrat Party are uh, bust-out anti-Semites, there's your answer. Is that fair to say no?
9: Uh I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's another side to the story, of course. Um, no, there's not. There's no other side to the story. <laughs> well, you know, their 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 protests have to, are very political, of course, and there a lot of their protests is over what takes place in the West Bank, or if you call it Judea and Samaria, depending on what side of the aisle you're on, but. um Some people would call that the occupation of Palestinians. Other people see it a completely another way, that it's part of greater Israel. And so as long as that takes place, you're going to have people who are going to say the Palestinians are being mistreated. Others who say, no, their lives are great. So that's why you see those Democrats on the left who are going to
0: sit this thing out with Chaim
9: uh, Chaim Herzog.
0: That's not why. They're sitting out because they're anti-Semites. Every one of them. They may be.
9: I don't know. I don't well, know you know don't know.
0: Every one of them has said something anti-Semitic. Every one of them. Every one of those folks I just mentioned has said something horrible, including AOC, about the Jews. She once compared the camps, she called them, the detention camps in Texas to Auschwitz. You understand that, right? Yeah, that's pretty intense. Okay, so you want to go over what Talib has said in the past? No, I've
9: heard. You okay. Know, I remember her comment about the Benjamins and Jews. Right. I heard of that
0: every one, yeah. one of these people, every one of them, including some black ones, Bush and Bowman, who are racist and they hate the Jews, have said something nasty about the Jews. So, what, what you said is correct, and you're very smart. You know the, the whole, you know the whole relationship. This one is very simple. They hate the Jews. That's it. The Democrat Party hates the Jews. That's simple. I know you don't want to hear that because you're a Democrat, uh, despite what you play on
9: the air. You, you know, with AOC, of course, her, a large part of her district is pretty Jewish.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, Jews are morons. People like you, for example. You're a moron. <laughs> you know, I mean, my brother-in-law, God bless him, Harry, his parents had numbers on their arms. God rest their souls. Joe and Henya. They met in Poland. They went to concentration camps and actually met again years later in the Bronx and got married. That's a great story. It's a great story. And these Democrats vote for these Democrats who hate the Jews. I don't get it. Donald Trump did more for Israel in four years than the last eight presidents combined. That's a fact. That's not Sid's opinion. That's a fact. You guys continue to vote for a party that time and time again maligns the Jews, treats Israel like they're a bunch of racist pigs. I just don't get it. What am I missing, Noam? Explain it to me.
9: Uh, Because I think for probably a fair amount of Jews, Israel isn't their number one topic when they go to vote. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And why wouldn't that be the case? Maybe there's just not that connection. There's not that connection? No. The Jewish people? Yeah. Yeah. What other connection do you need? I'm just curious. (laughs)
9: Well, it is the Jewish homeland.
0: You said to me that, hey, I'm American first. Right. I'm not saying if you live in Great Neck, for example, like my friend Abraham, that Israel should come first. I'm not saying that. In fact, some of the Jewish people, I get a little upset when they put Israel before America when you're living in the five towns. But it should certainly come second. And it should bother you when people you're voting for malign that beautiful country. Jews are still persecuted all over the world, get their asses kicked by blacks every single day here in New York City. What's your answer to that? Uh, I don't have an answer to yeah. that. Yes, yeah, trying gnome. to sound like Joe Pesci and yeah. I mean Henry Hill and <laughs> <in> Goodfellas, <laughs> muttering, p- stuttering
10: prick. To point, though, I, I know a lot of, especially my generation, yeah. a lot of kids who aren't educated. All in, right, thanks in, for that. In, uh, uh, Pete Morgan, checks you know, in. Uh, in the- <laughs>
0: And he says, you know what you said about the 6 a.m. hour? I've been telling you that for years. (laughs) We want more Sid, Pete Morgan, Peelers, Borders. Okay, traffic is coming up next.
10: See, and just, Brian,
8: Justin, you should have uh, interspersed Sid's name a lot uh, of times in there, and that would have kept him uh, go,
10: or... Like The the one time I tried to say something no, like remotely serious. I, I wanted to hear
0: it. I'm running right. out of time. That's fine. All right, just tape it with Eric Salas. I'll play it tomorrow. <laughs>
8: <laughs> say Sid or Gravesend in every sentence that you want. That, keep That's you going funny. funny. Very, very good, Lou.
0: Yeah, traffic with Joe Nolan, Brian Kilmeade coming up next, but it is Wednesday. Time for the Tunnel to Towers update. My man, CEO Frank Sutter, is going to tell us about an event I participated in for years. It's the Foundation's New York City 5K. Good morning, Frank. The 5K is just right around the corner, isn't it, pal?
4: Yeah, you know, it's incredible. So it's always the last uh, Sunday in September, this year's September. Uh, 24th, as you know, the race started with, with a little couple hundred people in 2002, and, and it's the most patriotic 5K event in America. We'll have over 30,000 people will, will participate. The course retraces Stephen's final heroic footsteps, which was my brother, a New York City firefighter who on September 11th, 2001, strapped 60 pounds of gear on his back and ran through the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel to the towers. We honor not just Stephen, but all the 2,977 souls we lost that day. But most certainly, the firefighters and police officers. And we have to always remember the thousands we have lost in the years since 9/11, with 9/11-related illnesses, and over 7,000 men and women who have served their country on the global war on terror. Over 95 cents of every dollar we raise goes directly to our programs for our military and first responder families and our 9-11 education. We'll register at T2T.org. I'm looking forward to seeing 77 WABC's crew out there, like always. And said, I'm going to throw the gauntlet down. I want you to run this year.
0: This is the 77 WABC. Okay, yeah, I, I would won this me. year, but I've got a horrible hamstring issue. But uh, thank you, Frank, for that. Donate just eleven dollars a month for America's heroes. Do that today at t two t dot org. That's T
1: shoot a handgun or pistol in nyc this is sid on sports oh my goodness. sponsored by peerless boilers on 77 wabc
10: justin ellick here with your bottom of the hour sports update sponsored by pete morgan and peerless spoilers go to peerlessboilers.com spoilers.com dot to find a dealer near you Though the world's best-built boilers, Mets open up their series at home against the Chicago White Sox last night with an 11-10 nil biting victory. It came out bashing for a five-run first. That included back-to-back homers from Alvarez and Beatty. Alvarez would homer again later on for the Mets. as Their lead would swell to as much as seven before Chicago had... He's got a- 19
0: home runs now.
10: I know. He's a beast. He is unbelievable. He's really a beast. You guys got yourself a nice little backstop there. Something to build around, maybe. Uh, five-run seventh, though, out of Chicago would uh, leave the White Sox within two, and then after tallying one in the ninth, David Robertson, he buckled down and worked himself out of the jam to register the save and bring home the win for the Mets. They'll go for three straight wins tonight in the middle game with Chicago set for seven ten 7-10 p.m. First pitch, Verlander will get the ball going up against Chicago's Atuki Toussaint. As for the Yankees, well, they had no success whatsoever. To speak up once again the last night in Anaheim against the Angels losing five to one. They only had two hits on the night, one of those being the Caliber Torres solo shot that consisted of New York's only run. Things show no signs right now of getting any better for the Yankster, one and four on their trip out of the break, and they're hitting a major league worst two seventeen since Aaron Judge's injury last month, scoring only two runs or fewer for the fourteenth time. In that span. So, they, uh, will go again tonight in the finale. Try to salvage it. 7.07pm 7 7 Eastern Time. First pitch. Uh, that'll be Carlos Rodon getting the start against LA's Chase Silseth. Here sports sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peelers Boilers. Go to peelersboilers.com, paviliontakeless.com. To find a deal in you, the world's best built boilers. I'm Justin Ellick on 77WABC.
1: Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC.
0: Coming up after me, as is the case every weekday morning here on Talk Radio 77 WABC, is the great Brian Kilmeade. His show here is terrific, of course, also helps with Fox & Friends, one of the three hosts, every morning on Fox News, and his own show, which I've guested on many times and I love, every Saturday night, 8 p.m. Fox News, One Nation which I'm waiting to invite back. It's been out in a couple of weeks. That's fine. Here he is, my good friend Brian Kilmeade, on a Wednesday morning. Good morning, Brian. Uh, what's going on, Sid? Well, there's a lot going on, obviously, Brian. And the, the biggest story here is the Gilgo Park murder. Allegedly, they've got him. He's the guy. And they arrest him in Massapequa Park. Now, I've never been to your home. You've never invited me, to be quite frank. But uh, people tell me that you live very, very close to where Rex Yorman lived all these years? How close are you yeah, to a his house? mile away.
7: One mile. Yeah, a mile away. It's unbelievable. And uh, this guy in a dilapidated home. Yet yeah, he's an architect. I think it's going to get into double figures when they start tracking it back. The fact between they pull out 200 through 300 guns, uh, unbelievable, and a grenade. Meanwhile, he evidently strangled all these women, not even using a weapon. A couple of weeks ago, I don't know if you've been there. This Brady Park on Long Island. Some girl came out and said that she was jogging, and this guy was harassing her. And when she saw the paper, she says, this is the same guy. So this guy was about to hit again, which I heard they were tracking him for weeks just to see where he's going to go, if he's going to lead him to more evidence. How'd they let him go in the woods, in a park? I mean, he could have grabbed this other girl. The guy's a monster. He's 6'6". They say he's at 270. You know, as you see the video, you see him surrounded by, I think, two dozen FBI agents. On his arrest, and he's on suicide watch. First question: Is it in? The, is this going to be covered in the news? So how
0: how deranged is he? Yeah. Well, that girl actually that you're talking about ended up calling 911, and just to further the point about how he was ready to act again, I had heard they did not want to arrest him at his office last week, but like you said, they were nervous he was going to do it again. He actually went back to the phone store to get more minutes on his burner phone. And, you know, he had seven burner phones at one point, which is for every one of his victims. So not just lurking in the park, but getting minutes on his phone and doing the same behavior he had been doing when these other girls went missing 12 and 13 years ago. So you're right. It seemed like he was ready to do it again. They jumped on this guy and uh, got it done. But there's a lot of issues about Suffolk and Nassau County. Why Why the Suffolk County uh, the county did not get the FBI involved till 12 years later? I've got Curtis Lee, on this show, telling me that some of the officials were involved in a prostitution ring, which, by the way, you know, the police commissioner and the D.A. in Suffolk County ended up in prison. So there's going to be a lot of ugly stories around this story to go tell you why it took 12 or 13 years. It wasn't all of a sudden Ray Tierney and Rodney Harrison had an epiphany. It was more like for years and years they let this thing lie. Why was that the case? Well, they they talked about lack of coordination. The fact is, one
7: of these pimps came out and said, this guy's got an avalanche. He's a huge ogre. He looks crazy. And he says uh, they came out and they, there was no no follow-up. Also been tipped off that people have said that there was no cooperation at one point between Nassau Suffolk and State and the FBI. They all are at each other's throats. And when the new commissioner came in, Rodney Harrison, he said, no, let's just start fresh. And Tierney said, let's just start fresh with this. So uh, I always trust Curtis Sleeway He's going to get to the bottom of it. He, he has the, all these people on his speed dial. But we'll see where it goes. I just – I wanted to – I mean, I cannot believe two weeks later we're still
0: stuck at three. I think this is going to get beyond even the Gilgo guys. So do I. I It's going to be. Right. They're looking for four, but uh, there may be as many as 12 to 18 bodies missing. And what's odd is, you know, these uh, these serial killers. You got Schulman. You got Joel Rifkin. You've got this guy now. And what do they all have in common? They all live in Nassau County, but they commit the murders and dump the bodies in Suffolk County. How about that? It's weird. And the thing
7: is, in Massapequa, you go to Bay. You know, if you want to go to a general beach, state beach, you go to uh, Jones Beach. No, like, you, you don't really go to Gilgo unless you're up to no good. I mean, I'm not saying that everybody goes to Gilgo is no good. There's an outdoor bar there and people like that, especially boaters. But if you are in a car, well, almost everyone in Massapequa, you choose to go to Bay, It's the town of Oista Bay Beach and Suffolk County. I mean, that's where you go. So you go to Gilgo, you you're you hiding something. And this guy, I just can't believe you know think about his kids, one of which, according to a neighbor I talked to yesterday on television, has special needs yeah so and then the wife, where is she and then there's a second wife, whatever the first i I don't know maybe yeah. there's a good explanation what happened to first uh, but they say it's a second wife and then what about the other kid you know so you those lives are, are ruined and oh, you're yeah. gonna have to evacuate. So this is, you know, the you know for the longest time, Massapequa was known as the Baldwins and Seinfeld and Baldingers. <laughs> right. Through all three brothers playing the NFL at the same time made history, um, and now all of a sudden they're going to be known soon
0: for Buttafuoco and and this serial killer. That's true. You're right. How uh, Alec Baldwin must be very jealous this morning. To wrap this thing up, you know, the wife has maintained she knew nothing about this. And, and yet this guy may have had as many as 300 guns. I know Rodney Harrison told you 200 a couple of days ago. Now they're saying 300 guns in a safe downstairs. So the public is uh, doesn't believe that she had no idea what was going on when her husband was stockpiling that much firepower. I disagree. I think you can hide that stuff from the wife really any time you want, but it does seem a bit suspicious, no?
7: Yeah. I mean, my goodness. Uh, I, there's, there's so much bizarre about this guy. I know people that sat next to him in homeroom in junior high school. He was weird then. But not many people say, well, a possible serial killer. Meanwhile, he lives in a – one clue would be the house is a wreck, and he's an architect. I mean, if you're a successful architect going to Manhattan every single week, you can't you can't afford a bucket of paint, you can't you, know, you can't put up a you can't put up a, a piling, you can't fix a garage. I mean, how does that make any sense? You between the border, you could get people over there in two seconds. Hey, I'll design your house for free. Come over and build up my house, put a second floor on. I mean, that's what they do all the time in that business. So, you just know this thing's going to grow. And I feel bad for the people in the neighborhood. Because they can't even walk out their front door. There's dozens of police crews for this guy, uh for this gentleman to do an interview with me yesterday. He had to sneak out the back of his house. Nice. He said it's. Uh, I had to wait for the sundown. I have to move my dentist appointment tonight so people don't oh, see God. me leaving, so I don't have to do an interview. So they've totally made it this like the Amityville Horror House, and as you uh, as you know, that is one town away from this from
0: Massapequa. Yep. That's right. Brian Kilmeade on After Me, 10 o'clock every morning here at WABC, Fox & Friends, and his own show, One Nation, 8 p.m. Fox News, on Saturday night. So my friend and yours, really my friend, Donald J. Trump, about to be indicted for a third time, arrested for a third time. This one is January 6th. We knew they were all coming. We're waiting for Georgia as well. He continues to say the same thing. I'm a target. It's a witch hunt. These are. This is the Democrats basically getting involved in election interference. He's not backing down. And for the most part, outside of one state, his lead continues to look like it's insurmountable. Here it comes. Trump indicted again. Your thoughts? Uh,
7: well, he made $10 million off the Alvin Bragg indictment, $6 million off Jack Smith's first one. And we'll see what he makes off this one. Overall, the bigger story I thought was Florida. They're trying to delay their trial after 2024 in front of Eileen Cannon who Trump appointed, and initially reports from the Wall Street Journal reporter in the courtroom said that they seem to be siding with the defense, saying you've got to give me so many documents, we don't even have security clearance, I can't even look at them. So Jack Smith says, let's just make it December. And the defense says, no, we can't make it December. We're, we, don't, we can't do it. We're not going to be ready. So we have another court case, too, in February, Alvin Bragg. So let's see if it gets close to the election. I think you got to punt it. But if they are going to try to do this next year, Trump turns around and says, Hey, what about New Hampshire? What about Iowa? And then the question is, should the judge care about that? And I think that election interference does matter. I mean, uh, you know, interfering on the front runner or the nominee would matter if this guy goes and gets the nomination. So that's going to be key. And the other, the other story here in January 6th. As Ari Fleischer said yesterday, I thought brilliantly. He said, okay. He was upset with the election. He did not believe, uh, he lost. So please, a ref, um, Hakeem Jeffries, because she said Stacey Abrams really won Georgia and Brian Kemp's illegitimate. We had to arrest Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton's also says that Donald Trump knows he's illegitimate. The Russians put him there. And all those objections that stood up when Joe Biden was vice president had to be gaveled down. Everybody had to call, He had to gavel down. and Just end it when they had the ceremonial you know, officially making the electoral victory for Donald Trump. So everyone was screaming then. So arrest them. So if it is just you don't like what Trump did and how he acted, but now you're have to you going to have to say that Trump scripted January 6th? Really? Does anyone believe he scripted January
0: 6th? No, no rational person believes that, but the Democrats have convinced themselves that's the case. And talking about Biden, the IRS whistleblowers, as you guys have been promoting for days here, Brian, they're about to hit the uh, Capitol Hill today. The committee about to talk to those folks. And. What are your thoughts? I keep asking everybody the same thing, whether it's Comer or Nancy Mace or Jim Jordan. Do you think eventually these folks are going to get Joe Biden? Or do you think, as has been the case with most of these Democrats, a lot of smoke, a lot of fire, but nobody gets burnt?
7: I think it's getting closer and closer to real. And I kind of laugh when people say, well, show me the crime. Excuse me. This is an investigation where he's not saying that he's got a conviction yet. But would you rather him just keep his mouth shut and say, I'll see you in six months? He's saying, this is what we found out. Here are the bank records. We don't have answers. Here are the whistleblowers. They're coming forward uh, next week. Devin Archer, a business partner, will come forward next week. So they're telling you what's going on, and then we have people just say, well, where's the crime? Excuse me. Let the thing play out. Where's the crime? We are seeing a whistleblower. The second whistleblower, a Democrat, happens to be gay, came forward and backs Gary Shapley right away. And he says he's going to be testifying about that behind closed doors because he wants his identity kept secret. And then Devin Archer knows everything that's been doing, going on, knows about the big guy as much as Tony Bobolinsky knows about all this stuff. So he's going to be coming forward next week. Is he going to take the fifth or is he going to jail looking to do less jail time? He is going to jail. I'm not sure exactly what he did. Um, something about embezzlement. But he could honestly say, yeah, of course, we knew that Joe Biden was getting money. And then it's case, it's case closed. You're going to say Devin Archer just says, and here it is. And I, I just think that just watch this. It's not that complicated. A guy set up a bunch of shell companies to take money from other countries. And the only service they gave was Joe Biden's access to policy and people. That's the only, that's the only asset the Bidens have. That's not complicated. So for undecideds and independents and moderates listening right now, don't get caught up. This is not hard like
0: white water and what is a land deal in Arkansas. <laughs> and when, this is easy. It really is. All right, 60 seconds to go. You're a great, great host with the politics and the news, but you're also a terrific sports guy. And uh, the Giants are one day removed from not giving Saquon Barkley a long-term deal. Now, I think he shows up week one against Dallas. I think he sits out all of training camp, doesn't play exhibition, but he's not going to forego $10 million. So I think week one he shows up against Dallas, but he certainly – it's a sour taste in his mouth about New York, the Giants, and the football organization – do you think the Giants did the right thing or blew an opportunity? Well look, the,
7: the it's not about the Giants being cheap, it's it's where the money's gonna be spent. You got this cap. So anyone who says the Giants don't want to spend money, that's it's not the Cincinnati Bengals. We know that. So the Giants wanna spend money, they value the guy as a leader, but in this in this league running backs don't have the value they used to. I still remember when Joe Morris held out. And the whole, city, the whole city was on hill. How could you play without the number one running back in the league? And he came back, and he, got, he missed training camp, and he got hurt. They all get hurt when they come back. So I think Saquon, for $10 million, I guess will play. But it's amazing to me how close they came to getting this deal done, and he held out. I mean, come on. This is about a million, between $1 and $2 million, and some guaranteed money not. To me, there's an obvious compromise there. I don't. I don't know why it's worth it to hold out like this, because this is the story. Every big name running back is still looking for a contract, because with this pass-oriented NFL that the NFL legislated in, uh, into into the um, you know into action, that running backs are not as valuable as they were when we were growing up. Remember, we always knew who had the rushing title, who had the all-time mark. You know, O.J. Simpson goes to beat Jim Brown, and then Jim Brown, um, and and Jim Brownwell did it in twelve games. We used to have a debate about that. Does anyone even know who the rushing no,
0: leader no. is every year now? No. Listen, I got Walter Payton. I got guys who are getting a thousand yards rushing and receiving. Guys like Marshall Fork and Roger Craig. Those days are over. You're right, running backs. Uh, seemingly a dime a dozen these days, and the reason why I went there is because baseball season, which we should be talking about as we are near August, is just about over in New York with the Mets eighteen back and the Yankees losing every night listen you 're great uh who 's on one nation coming up on saturday night uh, uh, that 's going to
7: be very interesting because we're still we 're still looking at uh, a bunch of guests uh, for Saturday, but we are going to look to have uh, Chris Rufo. Who has the scandal, which is, uh, happening in our schools. Uh, that'll be for sure. We also, uh, trying to get Jim Caviezel's is going to be on the radio today. We're trying to get him for Saturday. And, uh, oh, he's in the new the movie, producer. right? He's
0: in Sound of Freedom. Yeah. And,
7: yeah, and then yeah. we have also, uh, the producer from, uh, producer from the brand new movie Oppenheimer. Yes. So we're yeah. looking to get, get him yeah. out there. Yeah. And we're still looking at Tim Scott and maybe Ron DeSantis joining us. So we're still putting it all
0: together. Those are the last two movies. Barbie, which is awful, although I love Margot Robbie, and Oppenheimer you're going to see for a long time. Because this actor's strike, and I've had Chaz Palminteri on the show, Fran Drescher, is actually in Gravesend with me. They don't seem to be budging. So Oppenheimer and Barbie, last two movies, for a long time. My movie is coming out August 11th, but we had to cancel the red carpet premiere and cannot promote it anywhere, which is really disappointing. But anyway, uh, you're great. Thank you for hopping on this morning. As always, Brian Kilmeade will do it again next week. Go get him, Sid. Stay within yourself. <laughs> All right. Brian Kilmeade. After me every morning at 10 o'clock here on 77 WABC. And, of course, Fox and Friends every morning on Fox News and his own terrific show, 8 p.m. on Saturday nights on Fox News, One Nation. Huge guest list about to come your way on this Wednesday morning. Keep it right here with me, Sid. Sid and Friends and in the morning. I'm
12: just too by the sound of
1: friends in the morning 77 wabc when we first moved here we came from a story and we're not used to having backyards so my wife would sunbathe in the backyard occasionally and my wife is a beautiful lady i remember far too pretty for me for the likes of me but uh he would he would stand over the fence because he was a tall guy six four he would constantly say he was six four, two hundred and fifty 250 pounds and uh he would try to start conversations with her and uh, I was a fireman in New York City, so a lot of times I was at home most of the times when he did this and then my wife finally told me a few times that, that she was getting creeped out a bit by him and uh, I had a conversation with him with it wasn't pleasant. it wasn't a pleasant conversation. we we, you know, we spoke pretty harshly, but um, he he didn't get aggressive or anything and and since after that he never did it again.
0: All right, that is Etienne de Villiers. Somebody that Brian Kilmeade interviewed on Fox News yesterday morning, the neighbor of Rex Huerman, who said this uh, pervert creep would basically stand over his fence and watch his, his account, his beautiful wife, Sunbade. No big shock there. It is uh, just after 7.05. We do this every weekday morning. Happens to be. My brother-in-law, Al Baker's favorite segment, that is, the icon, the legend, Curtis Slewa Big ratings every afternoon on this station, noon to one, all weekend long on the overnight shows. But, of course, he does his best work right here with me every weekday morning. And um, everybody who stops me now says the same thing. Curtis is doing such a great job. You're the one first. First. I know Frank McKay got credit from, uh, Audie Idol a couple days ago. No, no, that's Please. Minor right. leagues. Minor leagues. You were the first one to talk about the former DA, the former police commissioner, despite Pete King's denial. You remain true to the fact that it was actually verified by Ray Tierney that the FBI did not get involved for 12 years because of some tawdry stuff going on with local officials. You sent me an article yesterday about the other car being found in South Carolina. Now you got Carolina and Vegas part of this uh, thing, too. So I will tell you, Curtis, you may not know this there are people at every network across this country paying very close attention to this specific segment because say what you want you've had details no one else knows and or no one else wants
11: to discuss. Well, first off, uh, Brian Kilmeade might as well be his own guest because he lives right next to the, the guy also. One mile away. Exactly. He so. told me
0: uh, 30 minutes ago, I live one
11: mile right. away. He should interview <laughs> yeah. himself, right? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, all these people were in shock, right? I'm sh- I-, I couldn't believe it. Look at that house, right? And then we have Rodney Harrison, the police commissioner, who they brought in from New York City, who said, I believe the wife that she had no idea. That he had 300 guns in the basement. I I believe
0: it too. I mean, there are a lot of wives, they just go about their day, they're half dead. And they don't know what happens. Sure. It's true. A lot of these oh, killers, sure, the true. wives have no idea. Yeah. Why
11: do you get burning phones, right? <laughs> Guys don't get burning phones to to make sure they got the gumadas <laughs> yeah, on the side. Come yes. on, said. Let's not be but naive. But even if
0: the wife knew, so what? What's the difference? What was she going to provide? One is anybody with three
11: hundred guns in the basement is a crackpot scuba. By the way, he had a carry permit. Uh carry permit for concealed weapon. You know how difficult that
0: is to get? I heard he had 92 permits.
11: Right, but the <laughs> concealed
0: <laughs> right, carry y- y- permit. Y- yes.
11: And we are tracking that down. I and uh, my wife, Nanju, does a deep dive. Who signed off on that? Was it Nassau County? Was it Suffolk County? So far now the clerks there are like treating me like I'm drunk. Oh, forget it. Like I'm a person of no consequence. Don't talk to Curtis. Or... Did he get his carry permit for the concealed weapon in the NYPD? Remember, a lot of those guys lost their job because they were selling those carry permits. Remember, your two people, Reichnitz and Reichberg, <laughs> right? Uh, my people. That's right. They were working it. They were working it. So you have that, right? Now we see that he's under suicide watch. I, I said that. No, that's I'm, a formality. Yeah, yeah. He's
0: me, never said, I'm going to kill myself. Every person who's involved in this and goes away, initially, everyone, a formality, right they're say. under suicide. Right Watch. This guy is so
11: connected with everybody in Suffolk County. Remember, he was their architect. I know that. You got to understand, he actually did work for a lot of these guys who ended up <laughs> killing themselves as a result of the craziness that went down. Yeah, there. but, but, at but, Oak but, Beach. but, but, but,
0: I know we, we talked about that. And again, you were the one that, that, uh, opened this up to the public. So Congratulations, but whether it was Burke or the former DA, it's not like Ewerman was hanging out with these guys when they were doing some of that alleged, alleged tawdry stuff at Old Beach. Come on, are
11: you so hopelessly naive? So here you have this little gated compound. They're ordering in escorts across state lines, and they're paying them a premium dollar because they've already gone through the menu of items that they want the young ladies to perform in.
0: And we do know that some of those items were very, very sick, and we know Uriman was a sick guy because he used to watch torture porn on the Internet, and I think Shannon Gilbert is one of those examples because, as right. you told us, you said, she came in from Jersey Everybody city. likes to
11: say torture porn, but there was also snuff films.
0: Snuff films. When they, snuff films, if you don't
11: know what that is, they actually kill the girl at the end of the film. For real, they actually kill her. And the police uh, chief, remember, Burke, the guy who was engaging in prostitution when he was a sergeant in the Suffolk County Police Department in the marked cars, in his uniform, doing all kinds of weird, bizarre things to prostitutes. And w- what did Steve Ballone do, who came in as county executive? Well, you know, we're not going to kick you out. We're going to kick you upstairs to Peter Principal. You're going to be the police chief. Now, the guy who has escaped all attention, and I'm the first one to bring it to everybody's attention, is the former police commissioner, the guy in charge. Police chief is only number two. Rodney Harrison, they brought him in from New York. He is the police commissioner. He's in charge of the police department in Suffolk County, which numbers about 2,700. It was Richard Dormer. Richard Dormer was the one who prevented the FBI from coming in. Why did he do that, Curtis? Richard Dormer was covering up for everybody, including himself. Now, you're hearing it exclusively here. So Richard Dormer lived up in the North Shore where many of these guys are very affluent, connected with businessmen, politicians, and top cops. And he was an Irishman. He was actually born in Ireland, and he he played soccer with a lot of his fellow Irishmen in the age of 40 or 50. Well, guess what? He would go down to that love shack in Oak Beach with one of his soccer player males and then all of a sudden engage a female
0: in a uh, threesome. So you're saying, and you know this for a fact, that the former police commissioner before Rodney Harrison, Harrison, Suffolk County, Pat Ryder, Nassau County, the former police commissioner with a soccer buddy did threesomes with these prostitutes in that gated community not far from where the bodies were found.
11: Not only that, he had a predilection. He was into bondage, which is exactly what he's other but guys... How do
0: you know this?
11: Well... You have to have inside information. I understand that. Now, you know how he did these hookups back then because you really didn't have the Internet. You didn't have the computer like you have it now. All you got to do is touch one button, and uh, you're introduced to a world of decadence, debauchery, and you're saying, I can't believe that many women could do that to one another. So he would put the personal ads in the village voice. Remember how guys oh, would the, look the last couple of pages of the Village Voice
0: were really sick. sex I mean, ads I mean because, ads. You know, the, the, because I know the feds uh, for example there was a, a, a website years ago it was called backpage.com
11: That's right that was they, that, they wh- shut it down right but backpage.com followed up on what the Village Voice did yes. Yes. in hard copy So I'll give you a typical backpage Village Voice personal sex ad Are you a struggling young female who is attractive and slender and you want to consider becoming a mistress, if interested, this can be financially lucrative to you. I am an independent male, 35, and I want to meet you now. What you had to do, though, was you had to write to the person, put in a photo, put in your phone number, and it would go to a post office box. So there was no way to trace you. So this guy at that time, Richard Dormer, Suffolk's former top cop, when he closed down the FBI to get involved, because remember, it all started in 2010, he was there until 2011. He was into this freaky deaky stuff, and where did he do it? Where they all did it? Oak Beach, that
0: gated community right there in Gilgo Beach. Unbelievable! Again, Curtis Leiva at the forefront of the real story. And again, that doesn't mean that Ray Tuny didn't do a terrific job or Rodney Harrison, but but just to show you that Curtis is not out of his mind when I presented some of this to the DA. He was sitting right in front of me, just like Curtis Lee was doing right now at 10 after 9 on Monday morning. He denied none of it. And in fact, in fact, even said, yes, you are right. The FBI did not get involved until I won 12 years later in 2022.
11: This is my problem. Now that they have architect Rex. let's call them architect Rex. You know, some guy from MS 13 who's in that Suffolk County lockup is going to take a shiv and put it right underneath his rib, just for the well, they, credibility. Well, they won't
0: put him with anybody else. Oh, come, uh, no, they got to put him in. How many in times isolation? have you been locked
11: up in county jail? Me? Yeah. Twice. Twice, right? Yeah. I think I got you by ten.
0: <laughs> I've been in county jails know, all over but, but the country. I know, but we didn't commit one of the most heinous no, murderers. You don't. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein wasn't hanging out with the population.
11: I understand that. But let me tell you something. You want credibility as a person who's already going to be doing triple life without parole? Oh, yeah, you get credibility, but you got to get to him. I mean, you make
0: it seem that these guys. No, I know. Listen, don't forget that former cop who beat the living daylights out of Epstein, nearly choked him to death. Yes. Right before he died, Right, he got to Epstein. Exactly. So it does happen, yes. Yeah. And by the way, in Suffolk
11: County, there's a reason you want to get rid of Architect Rex, because he knows what all these men of power and influence were doing. Back then, it may still be doing, and by the way, Steve Ballone, you may be the outgoing county executive in Suffolk. You were the town supervisor of Babylon, which was that area happening. I'm on your case, Steve Ballone, because you have been suggested to have been involved in all the peccadillos and some of the freaky-deaky activity that was taking place in Oak Beach. I haven't proved
0: it yet. But you're working on it. I'm on his <laughs> jaw <Josh> strap. <laughs> right. And, hey,
11: Vincent DeMarco, Suffolk County Sheriff at that time, You and I, we need to sit down and talk, Vincent. You know, I've known you for years, but Vincent, you can't act like you didn't know what the hell was going on. He
0: was the sheriff? The sheriff. That means he was in charge of the lockup, the courts. This whole conversation, you've now put five or six names out there. Yes. And you talked about how you're worried that Rex Yorman may be taken out in prison because he knows too much. Yes. I want to put a poll. No, I want to put a poll up on WABC.com. Who gets murdered first? Rex Yorman? Or the guy telling everybody out of all this Curtis Slewa. Who do you who do you think more <laughs> people want dead this morning? It might be a very close call, yeah. <laughs> but you
11: know, see there would be a line like at a oh bakery on Sunday where you'd have to take a ticket to wax Sleewa.
0: The, the mob wants to kill you. Yes. Still still. Yes. I know that for a fact. Uh now you got all of Long Island wants you dead. Yeah, absolutely. Nassau <laughs> and Suffolk. Uh, Peter King probably,
11: you know, oh. will hire
0: an IRA gunman oh, to guys, take me out. You guys seemingly were making up
6: last week. Oh, we week. were. That is
11: dead. It's over. Peter King, though, look, he knows all these guys. I understand. He wants bygones, let bygones be bygones, but I don't forgive, I don't forget. There are a lot of men who were involved in this activity, may still be involved in this activity. We have to save the potential victims in the future. And we have to solve all these unresolved killings because I don't want them to slam the book on this because
0: they say, oh, it's, it's over. We got well, they're sex. saying now that they, they're not uh, particularly confident that this guy did all of those killings. He, he didn't. He didn't. There's at least one more killer out there, isn't no, there? No, there's more than one killer. Sid. Long Island
11: is the home of serial killers and the home of serial killings, even more so
0: than California. I, I, that, that's a fact. So, how many more killers do you think are out there? Three. You think there are three more? Yes. And do you have any evidence or any 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 rumor that points to
11: three? Nancy was raised in Suffolk County, Bohemia. She knows some of these
0: people. Wow. All right, we'll get to Johnny Bench and the Anti-Semites tomorrow. Don't forget, Curtis has more on this on his own spectacular show, which gets great ratings noon to one every weekday. As always, Curtis Slewa. Well, magnificent job. Thank you. Curtis Slewa folks, right here on Sitting Friends in the Morning. We'll be right back. Oh, what a segment on a Wednesday morning.
1: in friends in the morning so a little help from my friends
0: Richard and the late great Olivia Newton-John. It's 731, your Wednesday morning with your favorite talk show in New York City. We are sitting friends in the morning. Got uh, a couple of great guests about to come your way. We're off to a terrific start already with Brian Kilmeade and Curtis Sleeve are still to come. Which Lowry, Peter King, Thomas Knipp, Michael Goodwin. So keep it right here. Do you know this story, Lewis? Miranda Lambert, the i man used to love her. He used to uh, play that song, which I happen to love too. The house that built me yes Is very that, good
6: yeah
8: was that miranda yes yeah, yeah. she was
0: married to blake shelton yeah and then shelton left her yep. for gwen stefani yep and broke her heart but i guess <laughs> there the was a con- <laughs> yeah there was a concert that she was doing last week somebody was taking selfies and it pissed her off i think i
8: heard about she something. made a big deal about it yeah i i have I...
0: Oh, do you know God. anything, uh, anything more about no, it?
8: No, I heard about it. Uh, no, I'm gonna have to check into something.
0: this. I know Miranda Lambert and Jason Aldean are both in the news.
8: Yes, I just saw
5: that.
0: Now, story. what did Jason Aldean do?
8: Jason Aldean has a song that has uh, "Try That in a Small Town." Okay, we could. I'll find it. Maybe, but it. It's,
0: it's been called what? Racist, no, or homophobic,
8: con- controversial. And it was pulled from CMT. Uh, but, but
0: what group does he, uh, do they he, say he attacks? It,
8: it seems he's,
0: uh. Not blacks against, or Jews?
8: No, it seems like he's getting, uh. He's going against the current protests in the country. Like I think BLM. Oh, those types met, of people. Yes, well, good for him. Because. Good. He's a he, good American. Yeah, there are yeah. scenes in the video. The video was controversial. The There's video, okay. police. Yeah. In it and Molotov cocktails and stuff like that. So I think the gist of the song is, yeah, come try this in a small town because we all have guns. I like that. Good for him. But he's trying to explain it away as if, no, it's really about uh, the family and how we're all close to each other. I don't know. I I have to read more. You know, a couple
0: years ago, when we were at the old address and they built that beautiful Stage 17, Chad Lopez did a great job. Congratulations to Chad. And we had four stations. It was us. It was WPLJ. Remember them? It was some urban station, which they sold for about $2, and uh, a country station, Nash, which was a big deal. I mean, I understand we're not Tennessee. We're not North Carolina. But there's a there's millions, including me, of country fans here in New York, and it was a great station. So they would bring in all this talent to stage 17. I've got pictures In my phone from years ago, Bernie would always make fun of me, God rest his soul, because me and Jill would run to the elevator when Bruno Mars showed up, Taylor Swift. This is real. I got pictures of me and Janet Jackson, me and Sting. But specifically one year, it was my birthday, April the 19th, and Jason Aldean performed on stage 17 for about 50 people. It was mostly us. And he actually said to me, happy birthday. It was a big deal for me. Huge. So I love Jason Aldean. Yeah, I like him too. Yeah, he's good.
8: Yes.
0: So we'll get more details on all those stories. Which Larry set to join us next? This
1: is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC.
6: a sidewalk carjacking old lady at a red light pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store you think it's cool act the fool if you like cuss out a
0: Effing man right here, great American, try it in a small town, Jason Aldean. And yeah, this song is about gun control and taking over our cities, groups like Antifa and BLM and f all. So good for you, Jason Aldean. I will tell you that my friend out of Nassau County, Colleen Smith, just sent me a bunch of folks in the country music business that are supporting Jason Aldean. He was forced to comment about this, which is ridiculous. It's a great song, and he speaks for millions of Americans like me. And I was just told by my friend up in Bethel, Susan Brown Otto, that Jason Aldean was at Bethel Woods two weeks ago. By the way, Susan, I'm going to visit my mom, Naomi, up there in Bethel in two weeks. Please send me the schedule of who's there that weekend. I've seen all kinds of greats up there, from Elton John to Train to the Goo Goo Dolls, you name it. So let me know who's going to be there in two weeks. All right, uh, Rich Lowry usually comes on on Mondays, but... John Katz my man, was in the studio Monday, wanted to talk about the Gilgo murderers. And which Lowry, being the good soul that he is, uh, very nicely stepped aside, let John do the segment. So he's joining me now on a Wednesday. The editor of the National Review, political NBC,
2: all of it. The brilliant which Lowry. Good morning, Rich. Hey, said yeah. Screwed up my whole week for you. I'm gonna go around all day today thinking it's Monday. <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you, I missed it because you were off last week. You weren't here Monday. I know it's been a lot, a lot of stuff happening.
0: A lot of stuff. But when I see your columns syndicated from that review in papers like the New York Post, I get so excited. It's like Rex Yeoman watching torture porn. <laughs> <laughs> and this, that's actually funny, I guess. And uh, <laughs> this one I saw today reads america's woke military is leaving us dangerously unprepared. Now, this is not about Gilgo or Trump, but it's a radical departure I know, but it's inter- it's interesting because over the last couple of weeks, I've had these discussions with General Keene and Jack Jacobs and others how with the possibility of a war China and other countries russia, how our woke military is is an issue, and they seem to agree they still think we're the most powerful. Army uh, in the world, but but they do think it's an issue. Clearly, so do you.
2: Yeah, it's definitely an issue. Now, look, our, our military is still incredibly lethal. I have a friend who heads a um, a Marine mortar unit, and you know, all those guys—they're high school grads. They're they're not woke, believe me. And if if they want to uh, uh... put a lot of mortar fire on you and and kill you really quickly, uh... they will. <laughs> so there's no there's no doubt about that. But th- this thing is at, at best is a distraction. Um, all the trans stuff and the DEI stuff, and uh, why? You know, w- w- why are we wasting our military's time with this when we have much more important things to do? And it's a classic thing where the left it imposes like a radically new agenda on some institution. In this case, the military. And then when you go back, like, oh, let's stop doing that. You know, we've only been doing it the last five years. Why are we doing it? Like, you're a radical. You're an aggressor. <laughs> you're fighting the culture Please. war. Yeah. No, we're not. We're just going I, trying to go back to the status quo. But
0: wasting time is what we do so well in this country these days. I mean, they indicted Donald Trump in New York, Alvin Bragg. Waste of time. Uh, the whole E. Jean Carroll thing, which didn't, it turned out not to be rape. I mean, she's looking for more money. She's clearly a carpet digger. Uh, waste of time. Gold, digger, whatever you want to call her. Uh, then you got the late, the document thing with Jack Smith. Waste of time. And now, January 6th, there he is. I know he only said it once in an hour. So what? There he is on tape, President Trump. Make our way peacefully to -hmm. the Capitol. What else do you need here? You can be critical of Trump that day. I was, that he waited too long. He didn't break any laws. Once yep. again, third indictment, third arrest coming, waste of
2: time. Yeah, I'm beginning to lose track, but the, the score scorecard is the brag thing is a total disgrace to brag in, in his office. I think they, they got Trump on the, the documents legally, but the the political case is why are you gonna let Biden and Hillary off the hook for right. similar things? He by the and way, then, by the way,
0: he raised another six million dollars after Jack Smith indicted him and yeah. his numbers went up six points again. So no one seems yeah. to care.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a rallying around the flag effect. And this one, yeah, I agree with you. You know my views on on January 6th, but but, uh, just because something is reprehensible doesn't make it illegal. (laughs) And... uh... Uh, this and the, the Georgia indictment, I just don't see any any possible legal case. And the more you stretch to, to try to nail him, the more people feel protective of him, understandably. And if they think that they're going to kind of break this guy down and you know, <laughs> make, <laughs> make him quit, <laughs> it's absurd. I mean, you know, he eats this stuff for lunch. So uh, um, if anything, it's going to help him. Maybe the, the effect, the rally around the f- uh, flag effect, kind of wears off a little bit because everyone gets used to it. But uh, it certainly doesn't hurt him.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. If the rally around the flag thing wears off, it could hurt him. But these people are such idiots. In their attempt to get him, they keep arresting him every couple of months. And what does that mean people do? Rally around the flag. So it would be in in their best interest to stay away.
2: There's also just the sheer amount of attention it at garnered. So, so yesterday you had Ron DeSantis. He's going to do this huge, high-profile, high-stakes interview with please, Jake Tapper, please. right? You know, right. four o'clock on right. CNN. Please. They it was pre-recorded. They play uh, a two-minute clip at the top. Then the next half an hour is about Trump <laughs> and the coming right. indictment. Then they play the rest of the interview. I know. So uh, it it just it it just soaks up uh, so much mind space for the media, which is of course good for Trump too.
0: You know, DeSantis. It's really an unbelievable story. I mean, I was very impressed with Ron. I was. And there was a little bit of time, very little, where guys like Peter King and Bo Deedle almost got to me. Here he's doing a great job in Florida. We're doing all that. And it was last December. And last December was a brutal month for Trump. Even his most ardent supporters couldn't support him. I mean, Bernie would try, God rest his soul, but you couldn't. You had the Kanye West thing, the stupid trading card thing, ripping up the Constitution. And I believe it all turned around for Trump when he went to uh, Ohio. But either way, December was brutal. Here comes DeSantis. He's doing a great job. He basically stole all of Trump's policies without all the noise. And I really thought he would be a big-time competitor. But he has turned out to be, and I'm going to say this as nicely as I can in two words, wet fart. Oh, that's it. Ron DeSantis <laughs> at this point is a wet fart. Put that in national review this week. Say Sid Rosenberg <laughs> said it. That he is not stolen. What? <laughs> he's so disappointing to me. I can't believe it. I can't believe yeah,
2: it. I, you know, I don't think he's dead, but it has definitely not been a good stretch. And, and um, you know, since we've talked last, I had lunch with Trump out in Bedminster, and it's just telling – it was off the record, so I won't go into details. But just now, this is, By the this way, guy this, guy Trump,
0: this Trump was right after he sent you back one of your columns, yeah, yeah. signed so,
2: how much he likes you. Yeah, so he so read the column. He likes the headline. It uh, says, you know, Black Sharpie, Rich, rich. let's, let's get lunch. And then he works with me the whole time, and he's incredibly gracious and, uh, you know, brought home to me how – He has these really unusual political skills, but he also has some usual political skills. He's a host, he can be gracious, he can pay attention to you, he can make you seem important, all that, and try to persuade you. DeSantis, I've written favorable things about him for like three years, never a peep, right? So here's Trump like reaching out on a column that wasn't that. Favorable, right? He just had a good headline, and he's going to try to persuade me, and I never hear anything from DeSantis. And there's just that kind of human element of politics that's missing. Now, it doesn't make a difference to me one way or the other whether I hear from someone, that's but not true. if you're a Florida congressman, you, you, no, you just lied. It makes a difference. No,
0: you just lied. you just Of course, it makes a difference. You just made the point, and I'm the same way. I mean, Trump comes on and says, You're number one Sid, and I walk around with an election for two days. Of yeah, course, it makes I, a difference. I
2: had, had an event, Trump, Trump spoke. Uh, there and blew the roof off the joint, and then ca- called my friend the next day. That that was the best event you've ever held. And, and then and then says now now what you just need to do is endorse me. And and he said uh, Trump, you, you know, uh, sir, I, I don't think you need my endorsement. It won't help you. And he's like, no no no, you don't understand. It wouldn't be good for me. It'd be good for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So on the other side, you got Biden, who's uh, you know, this still
0: it's amazing. And I think my sister was one of these people, like forty something percent of folks. I think Biden's doing a good job. I, I don't know where. World War III is about to start. The economy is a mess. Yes, inflation is down, but that's because they're crippling us with interest rates. I mean, it's a mess. Crime is an issue. Race is an issue. Nothing has gotten better in this country. Nothing since Biden took over. so, So, But he still gets 40%. But now, now, of course, with the House members of the GOP, led by Kevin McCarthy, and Jim Comer, and Jim Jordan, and Nancy Mace, and others, they are on a collision course to destroy this family and really expose how corrupt they are. Now you got these IRS whistleblowers. One is a gay Democrat that spoke yesterday and said he's guilty. Hunter Biden is covering for his for his father. He's guilty. He said in a text, my dad is sitting right next to me. Do you think, same question I asked to Brian Kilmeade earlier, do you think eventually Joe Biden is going to go down in this mess?
2: It, it needs to be a, a smoking gun. You know, a gun on the table is not just a wisp of smoke. You know, it's like a ch- chimney full of smoke coming out. And that, uh, yeah, I I th- I, th- I think there's potential it could take him down. Now, odds, you know, much less than 50%. But potential. So I mean, those are the two things. Well, there are three things hanging out there for Democrats. One, as we've talked about a lot, he could fall down, have a terrible fall at any time. Two, you don't know what they're going to find on him at any time. You know, the the key document or or text if we haven't seen it already, you know, could come out at any time. And then then the economy, there could be a recession. And any of these three things just could be crippling to Joe Biden. So the idea that he's the strongest candidate against Trump I think Democrats should should reevaluate that. But I understand why they feel stuck, you know, because there's Kamala looming, looming in the background. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now you've got three candidates. You've
0: got him. You've got RFK Jr., who, to me, shot himself dead with the anti-Semitic yeah. remarks last week about COVID. He's gone. He was interesting, fascinating. OK, maybe he's out. And then you got Marianne Williamson, who's completely insane. Yep. So what do you I mean, unless Michelle Obama, we keep hearing her name, even Bill O'Reilly mentioned her this morning, unless Michelle Obama jumps in. We're destined for Trump Biden. I don't. I don't yeah. see any other way.
2: Yeah, she's not jumping in. It would and it would have to be Biden and his family. You know, Jill mainly saying, "You know what, honey, you're you're not up for this anymore. Let, let's not no. do this." And and then 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 he step aside. Otherwise, there's no making him go.
0: What's in worse shape right now? The United States of America. Or the New York
2: Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even close, the Yankees. <laughs> they, I saw something the other day. Their on-base percentage is the lowest it's been since 1990, which was a historically putrid Yankees team. This, If they keep up this pace, I don't know. It would be close with the Mets. But who, who's going to be the biggest New York sports failure if, if, if this keeps going? Well, i got to tell Mets you, and, the, Yankees.
0: And, and the Yankees. And don't forget, we're not that far removed from Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie yeah, Irving. True. They did nothing in Brooklyn. So all these teams. Maybe
2: maybe biggest baseball failures.
0: Oh, no doubt. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers (laughs) and everybody's telling, we're going to the Super Bowl, the Jets, I'm looking at the Yankees and the Nets and all these teams and going, maybe New York is cursed.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't, you don't, don't want to end up 8-10 and 10 or whatever it is. <laughs> right. Do you think the Yankees,
0: uh, listen, I know Judge is out. He's the best player in baseball. If you weren't sure about that before, sometimes you start to know how good somebody is yeah, when exactly. they're gone, right? Yeah. Uh, do you think without him they can make a run or do you think this is it? I don't,
2: I don't think they can make a run without him. I think they can make a run with them, you know, and maybe get some regressing towards the mean in a positive way. Everyone's hitting, you know, the rest of the way hits – uh uh, 20 points higher than they are now. Anthony Rizzo starts to do something again. He hasn't done anything since May. Um, and, you know, there, there's so many wild-card slots. They're only like two two or three games out, so it doesn't take much. So yeah. I wouldn't write him off, but yeah. it has not been pretty.
0: Yeah, there are three teams ahead of him, though. They're two and a half back in that yeah. wild-card race. Yeah. Uh, last one, Dan Bongino. <laughs> he is on uh, that that Trump thing. It's called uh, – what's Trump thing on, on the social media? Uh, Truth Social. Truth Social, yeah. And every day Bongino wakes up and he – puts on the Internet the same thing. I think it's stupid, to be honest, and kind of dumb. But every day he wakes up and goes, today's date and Joe Biden is still the worst president in the country. (laughs) And he's done it every day, I swear to God. And I see it, and I used to laugh, Now I think it's stupid. But either way, I'm going to start this early. I did this with you and Bernard every day. Yes. Sixteen months out. If today was the election, who was the 47th
2: president of the United States? I think it's a coin flip. No no, you uh, gotta give me an answer. Nope. But I would say Biden. Oh Yeah. And you're always right. No, I'm not always right. Yeah, you're pretty you're pretty close. Remember I said now, Lee did win. You pressured me into Lee Zeldon. That's true. I did. Uh, I think yeah. the, the uh, you know, the, incum- the incumbency is an advantage. I do think Trump is radioactive to the middle, which is going to be a, a big problem for him. But, you know, he just needs some Biden voters to, to flake off, which just not show up, which isn't crazy, and turn out his base and 20,000 votes to go uh, a, a different way in some key states, and it can happen again.
0: And well, we'll do it again next week. It's great to have you back. And right, much see. like when Aaron judges to play for the Yankees. Uh, uh, when you're maybe, not here, yeah. <laughs> see you, Rich. Right. Thank there you. You're welcome. National Review, Political, NBC, Which, Larry, A lot more to do, including four or five big name guests. We roll on on a hump day Wednesday with Sid Rosenberg and my man right here. This is a great American, a brave man with a set of brass balls. Jason Aldean. try this in a small town.
1: 77 WABC. This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative.
12: Oh, you're my best
6: friend.
1: 77 WABC. Hey, 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 hey!
0: So yesterday, um, getting off the ferry, which I take every day from Wall Street to Rockaway, and it's not raining; it's it's a monsoon. It's it's like you need an arc, not a ferry. So Danielle, my beautiful wife, was home, and she was kind enough to drive to the ferry landing to pick me up. But uh, you know, it's probably a good twenty yards from where you get off the ferry to you get to where the shuttles and the cars are parked. And it was, like, raining, like, really hard. So I start to tail ass, and I'm wearing those Joseph Aboud moccasins. And sure enough, as has been the case almost every time I run, including during the Craig Carton softball game on Staten Island a month ago, sure enough, I feel something in my right hamstring. So I get to the car, I'm still soaking wet, freezing, a mess. And then I uh, go about my day. And today, my hamstring is killing me. Now, I don't like complaining, and I very rarely do it. Okay, fine. Maybe lately a little more than usual, but I'm getting old. There there you go. Not We're much. We're waiting
10: for that. Yeah.
0: But today, it's killing me.
10: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just want to, like, a, I guess, a, is it a hot compressor or a cold compressor? What, what works better?
10: Mm-hmm. Hot a, first. Hot yeah. first? Uh, yeah, hell of you know. How do you know?
0: He's right
8: about that. Lou, how do you know? Um, You've I, had injuries? I, uh, no. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. I play hockey, basketball, and okay. football a lot. So, And I'm older than
0: you. Right. So,
8: yeah, I've had injuries. So, you
0: put hot compressors on your
8: hamstrings? You, you yes, because no. it feels good and it feels like a Saturday night. <laughs> okay, now. Hey, yeah i got no. to do that, I guess, no. later. Yeah, I don't know which one comes first, to be honest. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just do something because killing me. every 15 minutes, that's what I, I can't believe you haven't said it on the air. In no, two I hours. just I
10: waited, yeah. yeah. I would you, imagine well, you go hot and then cold. What's right. that? you are supposed to do? I soon. would imagine you'd go hot You're and then cold. You're supposed to
0: switch like, temperature to temperature? Sure. Yeah.
10: sure. So now my
0: phone will pause with you. like 9,000 doctors on Instagram and Facebook giving all right. me all this advice.
8: They're, you could write down know. them all there. None of them are going to work. None of them. Nope.
0: So then I uh then you get Ralph Napolitano, who tells me to come see him. He's uh, what do you call those um those crazy people that uh you know they uh they, they, they do the, something the
8: back chiropractors. The back chiropractors,
0: chiropractors. Yeah. Oh my god, I just got a text from Rodney Harrison. I'll get back to him in a moment. So uh <laughs> but I went about my day anyway, despite the the injured hamstring. And uh, I want to send a shout out to Mohammed. He's the guy that owns the bagel shop on one twenty nine. You know that place, Lewis, right next to Danielle's Florists. Yes. And uh, The way where Mark Healy does that paper. Oh, good man, Mark Healy. Great guy. So I see Muhammad, who's a terrific guy every day, and he makes me great uh, bagel lunches. He scoops it out. He toasts it. So sometimes I get tuna. Sometimes I get turkey. You know, Greg Kelly loves these segments. Greg, pay attention. <laughs> pay attention, Greg. Maybe you'll stop getting 2.8. Pay attention. You can stop you could take Donald Trump's penis out of your dot, 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 dot for one second, pay attention.
8: Well, I, I didn't get that whole part.
0: No, well, you mean? got it. You got it. So I go to, uh, to Muhammad, and he made me something yesterday. It was a chicken cutlet with one piece of mozzarella cheese and some type of sauce on a scooped-out toasted everything bagel. I swear to God, it was my favorite lunch in ages. So thank you, Mohammed. And then my sister came last night, Ray Sherry, and my brother-in-law Albert. They were in they were in Brooklyn for one day, and uh, we went to La Sorrentina, which is a great Italian restaurant. Johnny Mazzoni and Joe, his son, all the great guys, and we had a wonderful time. And then, as I stated about two hours ago, I took them back to my house. They haven't seen the house since we had all that water damage. In fact, no one's seen the house except for us. And what did I make them do? You have one guess out there. Yeah, you guessed it. I made him watch me in Gravesend. (laughs) Ridiculous. I know. But Albert said the same thing everybody else said, including Nunzi yesterday, which was you were a lot more believable than the big name actors because you were just being you. And it's true. I don't don't know how to act. I don't know what I'm doing. That's my first opportunity. I don't even know more now at this point. I just did what I usually do. I try to act like a tough guy half the time, anyway.
6: Right there, you
0: go. Right, and everybody has said the same. Now, maybe lying, they maybe going to their friends and going, "Oh my God, Sid, keep your day job." I don't know, but you know, I get texts from everybody, from Chaz Palm and Terry to Armand Desante to regular guys on the street. So, it was great seeing my brother-in-law and sister, and they gave me all as I mentioned earlier. Yiddish word, "geschiktas," of my crazy family. I mean, I, I found out something last night about one of my nephews kids so is that a great nephew my nephew's kid is that a great nephew um i'm not going to mention which one of my nephews it is or what kid it is but neighbors. they told me this story last night and it made me happy i haven't gone upstate i miss my mother i love my mom and all, all three of my sisters are up there but uh, the people who live there are a bunch of yentas Big mouth, mostly Democrat losers. And now my own family is doing stuff that I yell and scream about on this station every day. Every day. It made me nauseous when I heard this story last night. Nauseous. Am I a, am I a great uncle to that kid?
8: Ye- yes. Are but, you sure about that? But you're an uncle to the nephew. Right. And then
0: you're the nep- also... The nephew's kid. Yeah, you're also the So I'm a, gr- I'm a great uncle. Yes. I mean, I'm a great true. uncle anyway, but you yeah, know what I'm saying. Got I got it. Yes. I am a great uncle. Great uncle right. with a hamstring issue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do have a hamstring issue. Well, I wish you would be more sensitive and not joke around about it. I try not to, but... Um, you guys never care about any of my issues. Nothing. It's amazing. Well, I, I a- keep you all employed okay. and you don't care. We've been over this a million times. As long as you can get to that chair, what the heck's the <laughs> You problem? don't care. No. care. If I, I lost I, I, I the leg a leg, you lot, wouldn't bro. care.
10: I care a lot. Care because
0: you can still day. talk. You don't care. Right. That's you, true. You can still talk. A couple of weeks ago when I lost my voice... That was terrifying. Oh, he, so you saw all three of us running around. Didn't yes. You? Oh my yes, God. you
10: did. We yes. were making mixtures right. I've yeah. never the, even Entering your of. every beck and call. Oh, but God. if
0: I lose a limb, it doesn't matter because, right. you know, right. I sure. got it. Okay. I got it. Well, we're, we're going to go, go
10: back. Well, what would you do if I
8: came in here and my hands were gone?
0: Hmm. Well, the first thing I'd say is what happened to your hands? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
8: <laughs> I mean, and then the second thing is
0: how are we going to do the show? <laughs> well, that's true.
8: <laughs> right.
0: But I would say to you, there are people that don't have hands that play the piano. They uh, use their feet. Uh, there are people there are, listen, we have soldiers not necessarily, no kidding around. We have soldiers that come back from all these places, they lose arms and legs, and they do the same things that we do. Now look, you got people like Frank Siller, God rest his soul out there, God rest his soul, he's not dead. God thank his soul for doing what he does, building these homes and making it easy for some of these people to live their everyday lives. But we have soldiers that come home without limbs who do what we do. So if you lost your hands, or you I would did. ask what happened. I'd feel badly for one second and yeah, say, "Put your it's feet the to the t- to that's the fire." Right.
8: That's right. Still go. I need this cut, and I need. <laughs> yeah, I find this right. Song and yes.
0: And I if know. you if you play the wrong cut, I will still rip into you like Bernie did for uh for two years. Oh sure. No, I meant 62. Uh, that was supposed to be 18, Louis. I meant
8: 62. Oh, Louis. You know which one. You know which one. <laughs> yeah. I'm being uh. descriptive, not
0: pejorative. <laughs> <Funny>. <laughs> so, uh, talking about Bernie, he was the first to really love Donald Trump. He really was. And it turned out he was right. He's right about a lot of stuff. Wrong about a lot of stuff, too, mind you. God rest his soul. But uh, he was right about Trump. Right about Trump. And uh, Trump was on Sean Handy last night. And I've been complaining about this for days this cocaine story. And if Sean Hannity says one more time, what if it was anthrax? I really think Murdoch should suspend him. I really do. Because it's so stupid. It's not anthrax. Sean, if it was anthrax, it would be a national security issue. It wasn't anthrax. It was a bag of blow, which you've seen at Fox News parties a thousand times. What if it was anthrax? I mean, you couldn't sound dumber. This guy makes about $30 million a year. $30 So a thousand radio stations. He's nine o'clock on Fox News. He sounds like an idiot. All of them do. Enough with the cocaine. Okay, it's Hunter's cocaine. Now what? Now what? So what? This guy's taking fifty million dollars from governments all across the world. you worried that he dropped a bag of blow at the White House in a place where where, where 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 Secret Service frequents prostitutes and does as much coke as Hunter Biden does. Who cares? You got Donald Trump on. You're talking about cocaine. I know Trump likes to talk about it because he's also a psycho, and I love him. But here it is, Trump and Hannity on the cocaine issue. What a waste of time. Cut number two.
3: The Situation Room is very heavily guarded. They know who is. They know everything. Oh, what? The other thing, I have a great respect for Secret Service. I deal with them all the time. They are really yeah. incredible people. And... The Secret Service knows what's happening. They know what's happening. So uh, I think it's uh, very disappointing that after just a few days I was over. That's a big deal. Cocaine. Now, the cocaine, as they say, could have been worse. They could have gone to the, the bioweapons. They could have gone to a lot hey, of other things. Advice. But cocaine's pretty bad if somebody is taking cocaine and making decisions. What I know. It? It?
0: I Thank you, Trump. About? Uh, what was anthrax? Actually, he said it again, Sean Hannity. I mean, could he sound dumber? Then he goes on here at Donald Trump. Now we get to the good stuff, the stuff that really matters. This latest indictment, it's coming down January 6th. They failed every time so far. Trump gets more donor money. Trump gets uh, more support from the public. He lengthens his lead. Every time Joe and Mika start their show with, oh, Donald Trump is getting indicted, unfortunately it doesn't go their way. And they keep doing it. And it's about to happen again with January 6th. Donald Trump did talk about it last night. Once again, courtesy of Sean Hannity and Fox News, the uh, latest indictment. This will be cut number six.
3: No, it bothers me. It bothers me for everybody in this incredible sold out audience. And it's uh, it bothers you. I got the uh, letter on Sunday night. Think of it. I don't think they've ever sent a letter on Sunday night. And they're in a rush because they want to interfere. It's interference with the election. It's election interference. never been done like this in the history of our country, and it's a disgrace. What's happening to our country, whether it's the borders or the elections or kinds of things like this, where the DOJ has become a weapon for the Democrats, an
0: absolute weapon. It has become a weapon. So others talked about it, too. Uh, one of the guys that really loves Donald Trump, and I like this guy, too, is Matt Gates out of Florida, and uh, he talked about the odds of Trump being indicted if he wasn't running. This is Matt Gaetz Lewis, cut number eight. You would not see this continued pattern of indictment over indictment over indictment
13: if they thought they had neutralized Trump. Is there a single American who believes that Donald Trump would be getting indicted over these things if he were not running for president again, and if he were not the leading contender for president again?
0: And to emphasize that point by Matt Gates, our old friend Tucker Carlson, 8 o'clock. Now that belongs to Jesse Waters. And my friend Lynn tells me that Jesse Waters, his whole show last night was on the cocaine. I'm on Jesse Waters' show once a month. I'm glad it wasn't last night because I would flat out say right there, this is dumb. Let's talk about something else. But uh, Tucker Carlson is on Twitter now. He does a show there. And uh, listen, he says it's all about votes with Donald Trump. Cut number seven.
4: But because Joe Biden and his many
1: allies, from Chuck Schumer to Mitch McConnell to Paul Ryan and every single news
7: anchor on all of television, all of them believe that Ukraine, its borders, its future, its infrastructure are all more important than the town that you live in. They sincerely think that. And it's obvious. Everyone in power thinks that, except for Donald Trump. Whatever else you say about him, Trump is the one guy with an actual shot of becoming president who dissents from Washington's long-standing, pointless war agenda. And for that, that one fact, they're trying to take Trump out before you can vote for him. And that should upset you more than anything that's happened in American politics in your lifetime.
0: And Alan Dershowitz, the great constitutional lawyer, who may join me on this show at 9.30 this morning with my friend John Katsimatidis, Katz and Cosby last night, he talked about this. This is very troubling. They're starting to pile up indictments in an attempt to make sure Trump can't win. Legally, they seemingly have nothing. Alan Dershowitz, cut number 13.
5: This is a very, very serious matter. He can't possibly be indicted for his January 6th speech. I don't approve of what he said, but it's completely protected by the First Amendment. What he said was he wanted everybody to protest peacefully and patriotically. But they're trying to indict him in the District of Columbia because they know they have a favorable jury pool there. They're worried about the Florida jury pool. So they're going to try to make sure that they can bring a case against him in a jurisdiction where they are assured that they will have a jury pool comprised of voters uh, who voted against him. I think 91 percent of the voters of D.C. voted against him. Um, This is a manipulation of the legal system.
0: What did Rex Ullman's neighbor say about his wife sunbathing in the backyard? We've got that coming up. Plus, Peter King, Daniel Penny's attorney makes a visit. What's going on in that case? My dear friend Thomas Kniff, and both possibilities Michael Goodwin and Alan Dershowitz. Point being, a lot more to do. Wednesday morning with the king of New York radio. That's me on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Whoa!
1: WABC. This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends.
6: Now that she's back in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her head. She acts like summer and walks like rain. Reminds me that there's a time to change. Hey, 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 hey. Since the return of a stay on the moon, she listens like spring and she talks like June. Hey, 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 hey.
0: this morning. Great song, though. It's Great song. Asking me this morning how my son Gabriel fared. Listen up, Greg Kelly. Take a listen. You want to get ratings? Listen, listen carefully, my son. Here's how you do it. Yes, I talked about my lunch yesterday, my wife. Now we'll talk about my son. Listen up. You want to get ratings? You want to have a big mouth and a stupid TV show and get a 3.0? It's up to you. So my son's basketball game. That's right. I said it. Another idiot, Levin. My son's basketball game was canceled last night because of the rain. But that didn't stop the rooting section from showing up. Mike Sullivan, one of the greatest human beings God has ever created, showed up. And uh, MJ, Lou Rufino's significant other, that means her are banging, she uh, texted me. Curious to find out what time the game started because I guess you were coming too. Is that right, Lou? Uh, that's right. But you, you were asleep in bed, and, and we were happy that the game was canceled because you really were not going to come, were you? I rolled over and said, no, oh, we're not going rain. rain, oh, <laughs> yeah.
8: rain. oh, oh that's, terrible. that's not going. Yeah. Oh, I hope Gabe's okay.
0: Hey, Sully, I hope you're listening. Do not give Donna the Bentley to drive to the Hamptons. Are you nuts? What? It's a long story. It's an inside baseball story. <laughs> really? But his wife, yeah. Donna, who I love too, she's going to the Hamptons, you know, and – um. I guess she wants to take the Bentley or the Hamptons. Ooh. And Mike treats that Bentley like it, it, it's not his car, but he never allows her to drive it. I it's hilarious. I think I missed
8: some of the beginning of the story. Well, that's the story.
0: They've got a Bentley. heard It's Hamptons a convertible. In, I heard Hamptons and Bentley. Yeah. That's hilarious. So Mike bought the Bentley for his wife, but he never lets his wife drive it. <laughs> he treats it. He washes it every day. You know, he's driving around town in his convertible. So she wants to take it to the Hamptons today. And uh, I guess she... she She's gonna do it. But uh and I hope she's not listening, but if but Mike, you can't let her do it. Cannot allow Donna to take the, the Bentley to the Hamptons. You listening, Greg Kelly? <laughs> you listening, Greg <laughs> Kelly? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got a three point oh. No one's impressed with that. Nobody. Nobody. You know what I mean? I mean you know what the show's gonna be about today before you even start. Cocaine, Donald Trump, Joe Biden. I'll say something bad about Eric Adams, and I'll do one lousy impression. I'll get a three and make fun of people like Sid who get sixes. You dick!
8: My God! <laughs> what?
0: Hey, Marjorie Taylor Green.
10: There <laughs> 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 must be hump there. Doing a great yeah. <laughs>
0: Marjorie Taylor <laughs> Green yesterday Take that! was uh, talking to a press gaggle, and uh, she's also mad at Jack Smith and the DOJ for what they're doing to Donald Trump. I know that's hard to believe. So let me take a page out of Greg Kelly's book and play Marjorie Taylor Green Lewis. This is cut number ten.
10: American people are going to be furious, and and what Jack Smith is doing is is
5: the weaponized government, and he's weaponizing the Department of Justice against President Trump
10: in a complete lie about President Trump and January sixth.
0: All right, so there you have it, uh, MTG. Now, what did you say to me just now, Justin Ellick, in my ear?
10: Uh, that I, was, uh, I have that Patrick Mahomes cut that you wanted. Oh, be you ready. do? It's, yeah, but it's baking right now. You have to let it rise. Oh, it's baking. Unless you want to be stuck with matzah. Well, you
0: desert. know, football is coming up, right? So, so here's what we've got going on. So what I like to do with this show is make sure you get everything every morning. Clearly, we do our fair share of news, both local and national, right? Fair share. Mayor Adams is on, Uh, he was on at least twice a month, he'll be coming back. Uh, Obviously Trump, he was on last month, he's coming back in two weeks, maybe less, and we've got all kinds of great guests, great guests all week long for news, both local and national. But I also do a fair amount of sports here because I was weird on sports, working at WFAN, and a lot of my friends who listen to both stations love both sports and politics. That's where we are. It's really the same. My friends root for Donald Trump like Joe Beningo as hard as he roots for the Jets. That's what we become. Nobody wants to hear politics all day. Nobody wants to hear sports all day. But given the opportunity to hear both with pop culture, entertainment, good music, lifestyle, that's where you get a successful program. I'm sick and tired of it. So there's Joe. So football is coming up. And anybody who denies the popularity of football or tries to deny it is just being silly. It is a monster in this country. I know that conservative talk show hosts crap all over it. I get it. Colin Kaepernick, Roger Goodell, I get it. But to act like people don't care or they're angry with the sport pretty much says you're out of touch. You're out of touch. That's something Kelly would say, for example, which is idiotic. The NFL has never been more popular. I'm serious. It's never been more popular. Never. Guys knock out their girlfriends. Guys kneel for the national anthem. It doesn't matter. They come rabid, they buy the sports packages, they go to the games, they're playing FanDuel, they're betting on the games, they're playing fantasy football. It's never been more popular. Football can't be stopped. Can't be stopped. It cannot. Training it camp starts in it's seven nothing. days. You're going to have a 1,000 people sitting in 90-degree heat watching guys in shorts jump up and down.
8: Imagine the first Jet game with the ratings. With oh, the... it's going to go oh, through yeah. the
0: roof, Nine eleven, Nuts. Nuts. Yeah. So I, I look forward so, to football more than any other. So You and every other American, yeah. basically. So we're going to cover it. First of all, I know a lot about the game. It's my, it's my, uh, you know, what, what do they call that? The um, your, uh, wheelhouse. Uh, my real wheel Yeah, right, right, right. So, yeah, and right. I've got connections in the National Football League, and I got local connections here. Whether it's Craig Carton, Joe Beningo, Mike Brancessa, Joe, uh, Chris Russo. So, so we're going to cover it. So, we're starting right now to put together our game plan for September because I'm going to start taking some time off because I deserve it. July and August, everybody takes off. Everybody. But come back in September, now you got football. Now you're two months away from very, very important local elections. The city council stuff, November 2023, plays a huge role in the future of this city. And also, you're 14 months out from the presidential election. So September becomes a huge month in this game, this billionaire's game we call radio. And so we had a little meeting yesterday. We're starting to prepare. And I promise you, you will get the biggest names, the most influential people covering everything, again, from politics to sports, music, pop culture. My movie comes out in August. Once that strike ends, there'll be more of that. You're going to get it all right here and only right here, Sid and Friends, in the morning.
9: or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.
1: Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. <laughs>
0: leader, and everybody knows, of course, I love the guy, I'm always going to be loyal to him, Chad Lopez, he came down after I was thanking Greg Kelly, because it turns out in all seriousness that Greg did um, compliment the interview, and Chad was like, you know, because Chad has a tough job here, you got a lot of personalities, guys like me who I can go off at any time, and others, and I say I agree with Greg, man, so um, a little kumbaya for the moment. But that can change because Lou and Justin and... No. You guys are, are instigators. <laughs> you are, you're, you're really out of your mind. So I have, like, my friend Lynn tells me the truth, and you go, no, he didn't really do that. And then, right. oh, look at George V. is here today, George the great v. George V. Oh, my. my. man George and uh, Chad Lopez. Hey, George, come in here for a second. Where's my gift bag? I never got my gift bag from uh, the police commissioner. Somebody hikes that, too? Somebody ripped that off? It's on eBay. It's on <laughs> No, I'm serious. Didn't you tell me a couple of weeks ago like that you have so it to yeah, the but world upstairs? World. Okay. Are you coming to the sales meeting now? Yeah. Okay. Well, I just wanted to sell audio. That's all. Do you yeah, want to yeah, say I'm something I'm on going. the mic? Do you want to try to defend the uh, the corrupt FBI again? Uh,
14: I want to hear Mr. Governor, Congressman King's uh, interview.
0: You want to hear this? Guess, yeah. Now, why do you want to hear Just hop on the mic. Why do you want to hear this? What, what do you think is going to happen here, uh, George? I'm just curious. Have you heard anything that would lead you to believe that this may get a little intense? Let's wait and see. <laughs> Wait okay, well, uh, to George's point, he's not even kidding. They are sitting in here like it's a foot, like it's the old, uh, when they used to throw the Christians to the lions in Rome, <laughs> the Coliseum. But uh, Curtis has come out with a couple of um, very rough remarks about some of the folks that were in charge over the 12 or 13 years since they started finding bodies in Gilgo Park and he's attached names from DAs to police commissioners to a whole bunch of important people to this. And some of those guys, to Curtis's credit, have gone to prison. Two of them, to be exact, the police commissioner and the DA. And Peter King, who, of course, has served Nassau County but loves them both, for many, many years, almost four decades, he got very upset a couple of days ago. I have not spoken to Peter in two days, but to George's point, something tells me that Peter is not going to agree with all of Curtis's opinions, and may in fact even get pissed off at some point. What that means is, sit in your car, don't get out, don't go get your coffee, don't go to work, don't pick up your wife's phone call, just listen. Hi, Peter.
15: Good morning, Shit. How are you? Oh,
0: you sound pissed already.
15: Go ahead. Go ahead. Go right at it. Let's go. No, I would just say, first of all, this is too serious to get involved with a character like Curtis. Everything he's saying is recycled from crazy websites from years ago, including Frank McKay. This, these rumors have been around for years and totally discredited. I'm glad George is there, because I worked with George on different issues during the time he was head of the FBI. Let me just tell you, in New York, there was absolutely nothing to what Curtis is saying. And even uh, you know, last week when uh, Ray Tierney said the FBI wasn't involved, the previous commissioner for three years in Suffolk County was the former head of the FBI on Long Island. They brought in the former head of the FBI, Geraldine Hart, to be the commissioner during those three years. Her deputy commissioner was Jim Skolpeck, who was a leading homicide detective in Nassau County. Do you really believe that they were covering up what was going on? Well, listen, all
0: no, I'm, no, I'm going to no, say no. is this. Hold on, hold on. Because uh, yeah. you were adamant the FBI was involved from day one. Right. They started finding bodies in 2010. Monday, right. Ray Tierney sat here and said to me, Sid, to be honest, the FBI arrived on the scene 12 years later in 2022. Why would Ray Tierney lie about that?
15: I'm not saying he's lying. I'm saying he's mistaken on this. You go back to the box that was created when they uh, targeted the person as being in Mass Park and being in Manhattan. That was a box. That was done by the FBI back in 2010 and 2011 in Suffolk County. So that was the FBI being involved then. Over the years, the FBI was never, ever kept out of this investigation. You can't keep the FBI out of an investigation. And during that time, as George knows, Yes, Jim Burke did get in trouble with these having nothing to do with Gilgo, but he was investigated inside out, upside down, everything. If there was even a hint that he was in any way involved with Gilgo, the FBI and the United States Attorney would have gone after him. He was the most wanted man in uh, Suffolk County because he had a real feud going with the FBI. I helped to mediate some of that between George and Jim Burke, but I'm not here to defend Jim Burke. I'm just saying. To suggest that he or anyone else is involved in Gilgo is a disgrace. And this is hurting you. Wait, well, wait, wait. When you say, okay, well, hold on, when you
0: saying? I'll, I'll get to George in a second. When you say involved yeah. in Gilgo, no one's saying that, including Curtis. What Curtis is saying is, here's a guy that went to prison. Here's a guy that was taking part oh, wow. in these girls. What does that now, seem so all... outrageous? It doesn't seem outrageous to me.
15: What, 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 there's, there's a lot of people who know people who've gone to jail. We know convicted sex offenders. We know people involved in sex clubs, and a lot of them are in, in pretty prominent physicians. That doesn't mean that they are murderers or killers. And if there was anything at all that connected Jim any anyway to Gilgo. So to say that he was covering it up is wrong. But at least Jim Burke can take care of himself. How about the police commissioners that came afterwards? How about Tim Cheney? He was the police commissioner and district attorney. And Jerry Hart, back in 2020 and 2021, was holding news conferences on uh, Gilgo. So to somehow suggest, I mean, what is Curtis saying? He's saying that Jim Burke went to jail. Everybody knew that. We oh, no, What, what he's saying jail. is, what People he's saying is, not,
0: not, yeah? not, not knowing that Jim Burke went to jail, but there were these girls at Oak Beach where Shannon Gilbert ended up from Jersey City who were having sex, including public officials. And because of that, the public officials, Peter, I love you to pieces, did not want the FBI snooping around because they were about to get into trouble.
15: You cannot step, stop the FBI. Yes, George. Yes, yeah. I can investigate in everything. They no, you can stop them.
0: Problem. Local authorities can make sure they don't show up. You know better than that. Of no, course no, they no, can. No, shit, no, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. All right, you you're tell, me, about, to tell yes, us, yes, George. Yes, hold on, on, hold on. Well, no, 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 George, if the local authorities don't pursue it, can they make sure the FBI, not make sure, but is it possible if they don't pursue it, the FBI wouldn't show up? Of course that's true.
14: All yes right. or no? All right. I'm going to take a calm approach to this between you two guys here. Um, the FBI can get can get involved, but the, and the FBI was involved, because I was the head of the office at the time during those cases. I know that case more than anybody in this room, um, uh, was involved. And, and I, and I'm with Congressman King on a lot of this. Uh, on a, on a, unemotional. You know. Well, you're, but you, but always defend the yeah. FBI because you're
0: in the bag for them. You work for them.
14: Yeah. Well, you know, I lived there for 24 years and, you know, and you didn't. So you really don't know you're talking about half the time. You know, like most of the people on, uh, in the media, yeah. you know, it's totally exaggerated. It's all politically driven. Um, but what he said was right. Uh, the previous commissioner was the head of the Long Island fbi the supervisor who i promoted over there in long island who was is a tremendous person so her being there the fbi was involved believe me now when it's a murder case that's the jurisdiction of the locals like, you're partly but right t- to my it. point right yeah like they, they have to be like, invited say, in
15: George, George, i can say though but the fbi was also investigating dimberg inside out Absolutely. inside in everything else, and if they thought for a moment that there was any connection to Gilgo, they had total jurisdictions to go in and investigate that. Nothing like that ever come up. And that's what the lies are being told. Absolutely. It's, it's, I think it's hurting the station. It's, that's why you saw Pat Ryder had a response to John Gaspargidis, because of what Curtis is saying right. about the gun permits in Nassau County. There was not one, not one gun permit given to him by Nassau County. And if there were, and there was, I mean, it was Laura Curran was involved, Pat Ryder was involved, Ms. Blakeman was involved. All the stuff that's out there is absolutely insane, and it's hurting law enforcement. Listen, if you want to criticize law enforcement, do it. Don't lie about it. Don't be peddling stories that people like Frank McKay were trying to sell years ago. Professional law enforcement people think this is a sick joke being carried on by Curtis Troyer and being propagated by the station.
0: Well, no, listen. I, 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 here's my job. Okay, I bring you all on. To be completely honest, you're all crazy, including you, Peter and oh, no. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I let you say what you have to say it's kind of like I mean, fox used to say we report you decide so yeah, i like shouldn't, should shouldn't watch. He, he he really believes wait a second peter he really believes he has put together he may not be right but he's put together some some pretty believable facts no, here. he's
15: put together yeah. nothing that was not out there for the last 20 years in Nassau county and Suffolk county this is coming off these Crazy websites. Well, George, George, what about, about that? No, all right, Listen,
0: you, know,
15: you know what?
14: I'm gonna defend Peter. on yeah. this one. Yeah. You know, it's easy to make allegations, and it's serious to make serious allegations. These are serious allegations. Right. You got to get the facts first. Sure. And, and kinda, the facts. Kind like, of like what you run a National. Kind like, of like
0: when you have a uh, a laptop with all this information, and the FBI decides yeah. not to do anything with it. Those facts? Yeah, but you don't know all the facts. George, I know the facts. No, you don't. I, I, I love you. You're, you're a great FBI guy. I love guy, you, too, but, but you don't, don't know the facts. don't sit here and tell me the FBI doesn't get involved in all these cover-ups. Of course they do. No, Time they do the, Oh, the, you are uh, so uh, wrong. George, you're, you're, come you're, you're, on. You, you're, what you else are, do you need here? You, you, you might as
14: well be a, a campaign manager for a certain no, person. nothing to
0: do with that. I don't care. Yes, you do care. No, I don't care. You do care. No, I don't. I'm going to sit with you and a the facts. I'm giving you the facts. They've had, they've, had, the they've had laptops. They've had information. You're going to tell me this son of a bitch, Chris Ray, isn't lying every day? No. Chris Ray's not lying every day? You're going to tell me that with a straight face? Yeah, i will got to tell you that with a straight face. Oh, you're out of your mind. i got to, to tell you that you with a straight well, face. Hold on,
15: Sid. Yeah, Let's talk about Suffolk <laughs> County. What Curtis Lee was out of the hundreds of cops in Suffolk County, Nassau County, who worked so hard on this for the last 12 years. And that's where Ray Cheney is wrong. They say this just started last year. This is a special uh, force was set up by... Jerry Hart, the former head of the FBI, she was after three years investigating this case. The reason it broke it now is a new technology that came along. I give Ray Tierney credit. Don't get me wrong. Right. Before that, you had Jerry Hart. You had Tim Seney. You had so many. So let me ask you,
0: do you think, do you think, uh, it's an honest question. Do you think that maybe Ray Tierney said they have not been involved for 12 years because he wants to get all the credit?
15: No, I'm not saying anything about better Ray Cheney. He's a great DA. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that in answer to that question, because he was also on with John a few days before that, and he was asked, well, you know, is this uh, 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 an issue of a cover-up? And he said, no, there was no cover-up before. And there wasn't. I mean, these cops, if you knew what was going on, and again, I was involved in this. I know what was going on with the gangs in Suffolk County. I know how involved the FBI was in that. If Even an of this had come up, this would have been brought out before. And again, so to be somehow putting a cloud over this whole thing is a disgrace. This would be like blaming you know, the NYPD for Son of Sam. They should have found this. Or because some cop was arrested in a sex scandal, that means that's why murder cases. Uh, this is absolutely, it's an embarrassment to the station. It's an embarrassment to law enforcement. And I tell you, that's why you had a guy like Pat Ryder, a respected cop. I love why that. He wrote such a strong, and yeah. that's why he wrote such a strong letter to WABC. Is Curtis going to apologize? We're talking about the concealed gun permits. There was not one given. When he's talking about 90 of them and implying that somehow because this guy was a constituent of mine that yeah. I helped him get gun permits. This yeah. is a disgrace, Sid. There's, there's time and place for jokes and games. Right. He wants to joke around about <laughs> George Santos. But the FBI people, the cops involved, the state troopers who were involved, the Nassau cops, cops the homicide units are involved. It's an absolute disgrace what's going on. I don't find it funny. I don't think it's a joke. I don't think it should be back and forth between Curtis, who knows nothing, except what he reads on these old websites that have been discredited years ago and the hardworking men and women of the FBI, the Suffolk County Police, the Nassau County Police. To me, this whole thing is a disgraceful episode. All right, two more.
0: We'll go to George and Chair. George, go ahead.
14: One second. Sid, I'm going to talk in terms you can understand. Sports. The, Harrison and Tierney came in. They're Mariano Rivera. They came in and closed it and closed the door right. and, and and locked the case up. Yeah. They did a tremendous job. And yeah. They got some good breaks. You can't discount all the hard work that went on for years. assuming there the was hard work, right? Oh, there definitely was hard work. <laughs> say, come on. I'm
0: a, kidding. <laughs> I, listen, I heard Harrison say not only did he give Nassau and Suffolk County credit, he even yes. went on to mention Jimmy O'Neill and Dermot Shea. Absolutely. He made it Absolutely. sound like the whole state was involved. He's a class
14: act.
15: And, 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 you know, and and
14: and so is Tandy. They're both Class X. You know, and they yes. both did a great so job. So are you, by
15: the way? Sorry are so you. So are you. It, just so you know, yeah. Nashville County was involved twelve years ago dealing with that box. The box that was uh, put together by the FBI. The two boxes from Manhattan and from Espanola Park. Russia right. was involved. it so was involved. They're all involved. Yeah, the FBI knew about that? Then they're the ones who did the box. So say the FBI was not involved. And mm-hmm. Jerry Hart, no one's asked that. she was head of the FBI in Long Island, and they brought her into the police. Commission. Well, Jerry, tell, you tell, tell me about. I mean, George, I should
0: say? Tell me about Jerry Hart. She's she's um,
14: she was a tremendous agent, tremendous, tremendous agent, and she went out there, um, to kind of calm the waters, and, and they had okay. a great hire. Because after the arrests, that the FBI made those arrests, yeah, Mark and everything, yeah, yeah, um, she would she was appointed a police commissioner to calm the waters and to to build a better bridge between the two, because that <laughs> that case caused some bad blood between Suffolk County between the and, the FBIs. Yeah, right. oh, and the two right, yeah, because we are investigating right. their chief, sure, um, and and you know, and I, why I investigate people? I you know we don't look at it as. The guy's a jerk and stuff like that. You know, people make mistakes in their lives. We've all made mistakes. You've made mistakes, right? Many. We've all made mistakes in sure. our lives. Sure, sure. So, you know, I, have, I have, It must be weird to say, but I do have respect for for Burke, even though he went to
0: jail. Okay, you fair know. enough. But fair but
14: enough. He, he, he listen.
0: I'm going to be honest with you. I have respect for a lot of people that went to jail. Some yeah. of those people you probably don't like, but I have respect for a lot of them. <laughs> me uh, too. Uh, Chad Lopez, what do you got to say, here? So, so
9: I'm here. I'm I'm here to make sure number <laughs> one, we're dealing in facts, right? We're dealing with facts, and you said it eloquently before. We report, you decide. The phone lines are blowing up in here. I mean, what what this is this is crazy. I I, I got the call in on the way in this morning. People are calling me. Listeners are saying we've got to make sure we support. Our law enforcement though that's the thing i want to make sure we do let's not discredit law enforcement let's just support them but let's get the facts so i agree with you peter peter you know i think you're, you're absolutely spot on on this and i agree with you 100 percent sid you know i love you But you want to know the facts. You want to get the report, the facts.
0: And, George, thank you for coming in. I just want ratings. I don't care. The good news is is,
9: we're reporting, and we're going to find the facts out, so stay tuned.
0: All right. Thank you, Chet. And, Peter, you did a great job today. Thank you very much. The passion's great. You know I love you to pieces. So thank you so much for the job you did today. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Chet. All right. Take care. Yeah. He didn't even say I love you back. He's so mad. Somebody go send Peter As sandwich. As he should be. As he should be. Yeah, that's all. You don't want like <laughs> to give the guy no, a heart <laughs> attack. No, he really does feel badly, I guess. No, he, no, no. He, he knows He's, all these players like you do, George. So. Yeah,
14: but all, the other thing is he, he knows more of the truth than you know. No, he, that's your and truth.
0: I, we don't know if that's the truth yeah, yet. The real truth. No, we don't know the real, the real truth yet. <laughs> I mean, I well, we're going to find the out the truth. Yeah, we're going to find out the and truth. And you can't right? discredit. So, so right now, what is our motto here? not discrediting.
9: Sid, what is our motto here? Truth, justice. In right, the American so that's way. Not, that's the 5 o'clock show. That's not right, the morning so, show. Right. We don't care. <laughs> we want Raiders.
0: Yeah, he doesn't so, say that. So what you're doing on the way out then is, what you're basically doing right here, George, is mm-hmm. you're calling Curtis Lee what, a liar. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. We'll be back next hour. <laughs>
6: yeah. When is <laughs> <laughs> Talk radio seventy seven
1: WABC. Sit in Friends in the Morning, seventy seven (laughs) WABC.
0: King, Georgie V, Vice President here at Red Apple. Great guy and worked for the FBI for 24 years. DEA, all of it. And Chad Lopez, our fearless leader. Great radio. And I think Curtis is mad. Everybody's mad. But, you know, the coverage of this story has been so repetitive and boring that, you know, I... I, I look. Curtis swears he's telling the truth. Peter swears he's not. George swears he's not. And no one has more respect for law enforcement than me. You know that. Cops love me. I mean, I get stopped in the street all the time by the cops. Ray Tierney, Rodney Harrison. You know how much cops love me? Let me tell you how much cops love me, okay? I have a bag in front of me. It's a blue bag, gold, gold lettering. And it says... Police Department City of New York. Okay. So it turns out that uh Keyshawn Sewell, Keyshawn Sewell, the former police commissioner, on her way out, this is how much she likes and respects me. And I I saw Keyshawn a bunch of times right before she decided to um to resign. Twice by the Memorial Wall down by Battery Park for the cops. Two different ceremonies. One when they unveiled nearly 800 new uh, 80, I should say, God forbid, 80 new names, and once for Tom Bigger's annual 5K run. My wife, Danielle, is running the marathon with that same police group this year in New York, which uh, I'm very proud of her. And I see Saul and she gives me a kiss and a hug. She respects the job that I do, and I thought she would have been a great police commissioner. And, and listen, maybe it was Eric and Banks. I don't know. Doesn't matter. There's a bag in front of me, and inside this bag is a black box. It's a jewelry box. So I opened up the box this morning. I've never seen this. The box is a gray box with gold lettering, and it reads, Police Commissioner Kechan L. Sewell. And Lou, you saw the box. Justin, you saw the box. And I opened the box and inside, very reminiscent of what George Bush, the father, 41, handed me in the studios of WFAN in Astoria, Queens, back in 2004, the morning of the night his son spoke at the Republican National Convention before he won his second term as president. Very reminiscent is a pair of gold and green and black and all the colors New York Police Department, from the commissioner, cufflinks. Now, Lewis, you're looking at them right now. How beautiful are these cufflinks?
8: I was, I don't know. I was
0: blown away. Yeah. it was amazing. They're gold. They're beautiful. But and for the police commissioner on her way out to drop this off for me, and I don't know if she did it for a lot of other hosts. I don't know. Maybe Rudy got him. Maybe Greg got him. I don't even know. I don't. doesn't matter to me. The fact that she did this means so much to me. And look, I, I did love her, and I did say nice things about her. I wish Eddie Caban, all the luck in the world. I'm rooting for Eddie. I heard from Rodney Harrison just last night, but really a beautiful gesture by Keyshawn Sewell. And I'll wear these proudly because I do love the cops. So it's not a – I don't want, you know, Curtis in here talking bad about cops that are good guys. He talked specifically bad about a cop that went to prison. Now, not everybody who goes to prison is a bad guy. I know lots of guys that go to prison that are actually good guys, more moral than you and me put together, guys that aren't rats. So it's not about prison necessarily. But everybody's got their story, and my job is to let them say it. And then it's your job to, uh, to agree or disagree. But I do think both guys are really pissed. Like, this is not an act. This is not Sid stirring up and... Over-dramatizing. Yeah. Like, re- this is for real. Yeah, I feel uncomfortable about the entire right, thing. Right, right. I mean, okay. even the Bo Dito courtesy thing a couple of months ago, this is real. No, Peter is, is serious. Yeah, serious. yeah. No, is you know, serious. Peter's pissed. Curtis was less pissed, but now Curtis is furious about the whole Berg conversation. But let's put all that aside for a second. I woke up yesterday and I said, what is going on with Daniel Penny? Remember him? He was the hero Marine who probably saved a bunch of lives on the subway one day. And how did he get rewarded? Indicted by a grand jury and facing prison time. That's how he got rewarded. Creeps like Al Sharpton and Kathy Hochul looking for the electric chair for this poor guy. While Daniel Penny, some psychotic, dangerous, sick bastard, who went through hell as a kid, don't get me wrong, but turned out to be a menace to society, He gets supporters every day, and Daniel Penny. So I I reached out to my friend Thomas Kniff, who reached out to me over the weekend, in all fairness, to tell me how much he loved me in Gravesend. And I said, what is going on with this case? What's going on with Penny? And Thomas, as he always is, so gracious, said, I'll call in and I'll update you. So here he is. He is a dear friend, that's true, but he's also Daniel Penny's attorney, Thomas Kniff. Tom, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Sid. How are you, my friend? I am uh, doing well. Thank you again for the kind Gravesend messages this weekend. As I put on Instagram, you saw it. I put it publicly coming from you. That meant a lot. So thank you so much.
13: Uh, absolutely, man. I, I, you know, my wife and I had been searching for uh, you know some binge television for a while. Um, uh, geez, ever since that show with the uh, hotel in uh, Europe, uh, in Hawaii, what, what was the name of that? Um, I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, we, we found this show, and, and I'm like, this is great. And then I see you on it. And I'm like, it's even better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, the, the show you're talking about, thank you, Lou and Joe, Justin, is White Lotus. Is that right?
13: White Lotus, White Lotus. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We went through that in like four days.
0: Right. Well, what's good and about then, this and is we had nothing. But you didn't even know. It wasn't like you knew I was in graves and you came upon me by accident, Right.
13: I, I had no idea. Somebody had mentioned something, you know, Gravesend. I don't know. You know, it, it's hard. My wife's an, attor- an attorney. I'm an attorney. We deal with so much stuff that you know it's hard to find things that will hold our attention. Um, but then when we find something, you know, like everybody else, you rip through it. So so we we tried the first episode and, and we were hooked. And then we got I forget which episode you first. I said that's safe. <laughs>
0: Well, the episode... You're
13: you're amazing, man. uh, Thank you. You you, you, you. you carry the part. It's unbelievable. Thank
0: you. That second episode with me and Andrew Dice Clay on the tennis court, is uh, a lot of people really enjoyed that. So thank you. Let
13: me... I was a a Marlon Brand. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, you know, And Dice is Dice is a great great actor. He's man. great. It's uh, he's it's great, unbelievable. Well, you know, people, and you know, Bo, uh, you know, Bo Dito, obviously, you know, uh, I, I'm a friend of his, and yes, you know, yes. Loved everybody loved it. Good, everybody loved it in Goodfellas, and and you know, it's it's just awesome how the cast has so much New York authenticity. You know, you can't. You can't manufacture that. No,
0: no, and and uh, Bo's been in. I mean, you know, talk about Wolf of Wall Street, The Irishman, Godfather of Harlem. He's legitimately a big time actor. I'm not, but but uh, Dice, listen, Dice almost won an Academy Award in A Star Is Born. People forget that. So I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you and your wife love her too. Glad you both like it. By the way, Frank O'Hara. I just had George V on FBI guy for 24 years. Frank O'Hara sends his best to you, but. But where are we right now? I know that uh, last we talked, I believe it was the day that uh, Penny, you and Penny, went down to the precinct. Maybe it was a day or two after that. And I keep asking you the toxicology report, what's going on with that? Where are all the tools you need, along with the witnesses, to show that what your client did was more bravery than criminal? Where are we with all of that?
13: Well, what what I would say, Sid, is, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I will give credit to uh, the Manhattan DA's office because they did a really good job of, uh, you know, ro- the folks I'm dealing with there rolling out a, a luminous amount of discovery uh, very quickly. Uh, you know, they 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 had, you know, uh, up to their 35 days to do so. They got it to us really right after the indictment. Um you know what that means, though, is that now there's a lot of grunt work for me and my team. You know, everybody yeah. is uh, used to uh, watching legal television dramas and so forth, where you know the whole case is unraveled in 30 minutes, or if it's a movie, uh, you know, <laughs> 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, the the, uh, the the sort of you know behind the scenes stuff that you don't see is that you know, you got to plow through you know hundreds of pages of grand jury testimony, hundreds of pages of police reports nowadays. You know, since the whole world went electronic, with you know police body cams, surveillance footage, video, you know third-party, you know witnesses, you know all that stuff, you know you ha- you have to go through, and it takes it takes time. What I will say is, you know, I, I we've now looked through the statements and testimony of you know probably you know close to a dozen eyewitnesses that were on that 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 tra- subway car, and you know the degree of, you know, just sheer terror that they express, that they experienced when Jordan Neely, you know, entered that subway train, you know, through his jacket and started making threats to kill, making threats that he was willing to die, uh, that that he was willing to go to Rikers for the rest of his life if he doesn't get what he wants, Um, you know, it, it is overwhelming. It is consistent. Uh, you know, people from all different walks of life, racial backgrounds, young and old, uh, male, female, uh, just, just you know, it, it is vivid and that it, it shocked us. I mean, we knew we, you know, we had gotten to witnesses ourselves, uh, you know, through, you know, some of the great investigators we use, um, guys like, like Frank O'Hara, by the way. Um, you know so we we knew that there were witnesses that that very much supported our our you know our our version of the case. We didn't know the breadth and how you know consistent and overwhelming they were i mean it's just mm-hmm. sheer terror mm-hmm. is is yep. what every one of them expresses,
0: yes, Thomas Kinnear, Penny's attorney hero too by the way, served this country proudly, and you had one of the guys that helped your your client out, and a lady, one of those witnesses both African American It keeps coming back to race in this story, and it has to come back to race, Tom, because your colleague Jason Goldman, who happens to share Joe Takapina's office, he had a client, Jordan Williams, who was on a subway, and a maniac like Jordan Neely came after him and his girlfriend. He stabbed the guy to death, and he was out. He was out. Your client and you, you're still going through this. Jordan Williams out. Don't tell me it's not a black-and-white issue.
13: Well, you know, look. First of all, kudos to Jason Goldman. He did an a- absolute great job uh, in-, in how he handled that case uh, and got got by all indications the right result. Uh, you yes. Know, a- anybody who wants to, to try to say that uh, you know th- this was a racial case and in- that my-, my client was you know motivated by any sort of racial animus, um, it- it's just it's just it- it's reckless uh, and and nasty and and just you know terrible to say and- to begin with. Secondly, they, they should really have conversations with the, you know, the black, the Hispanic, the the, the male, the female, you know, a, 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 every walk of life, uh, you know, and, and that's New York, right? I mean, it's a beautiful New York. We have this incredible diversity, and if you want to see diversity, ride the subway, right? Um <laughs> yes. Every one, every one of them who witnessed nearly, you know, just you know t- describes it, you know. The, the most the most terrifying moment of their life is what what, yeah. what, what many of them.
0: Have especially say. especially the black lady. she's the one who said he saved my life. So my next question is, you know, we saw the George Floyd thing. Look, I think it was murder. I'm glad the Minnesota cop paid the price. Although 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 George was all hopped up on drugs, fentanyl maybe heroin, and the rumors were that nearly was smoking a lot of K2, allegedly. Rumors smoking a lot of K2. And Daniel Penny said when he was on the Fox News thing a couple days before he was actually indicted that uh, the kid looked like he was on drugs, acted as if he was on drugs. Why have we not gotten a damn toxicology report yet? What is the issue?
13: Well, it, it, it's frustrating. Um, I, you know, I, I don't in any way. I, w- I will not put the blame at the DA's office because I think li- them like us are waiting for the medical examiner's office to deliver the goods. Um, but, but hold on, no second, hold
0: on that. a second. I, I, you're a smart guy, and you want to have everybody behind you. You're an attorney. I'm just a loud mouth, dopey radio host. Okay, but we <laughs> we, but we know this, Thomas. You don't treat Dan Marino. The same way you treat the backup right guard on the Dolphins, okay? Marino gets special treatment. You don't treat this case which has garnered national attention. It's on Fox News. Everybody knows Daniel Penny's name like the other thousand cases they're looking at right now. So you can't convince me that they can't rush this rush this because of how big a case this has turned out to be.
13: No, I, I look. I, I absolutely agree, and I'm not going to, uh, you know, I won't. I will not run defense for the ME's office because the reality is that you know we're going on three months since this, you know, unfortunate incident occurred. Uh, the case, as you pointed out, Sid, is evidenced by the fact that we're here on uh, the number one station in the uh, in the New York City area talking about. It is garnered you know tremendous amount of attention. It's, it's an important case. Most of all, it's important for my client whose whose life is being you know disrupted in a way that no one w- would ever want their life their life disrupted um you know so certainly at this point um you know they should have done what was necessary to expedite not only the toxicology but also the autopsy um uh, my client you know is has been you know very, very uh very direct about saying that that Mr. Neely seemed like he was under the influence of, of something He's not the only one, by the way. He's not the only witness to draw that conclusion. Uh, so we're very interested in getting that. I, 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 you know, I'm cautiously optimistic that we'll have it soon. I think it'll be very revealing.
0: All right. So on the way out here, Thomas, as always, thank you for doing this. I know how busy you are, and you're always so good to me, and, and I'm honored by that. I really am honored by that. You're such a great man and a great American. What's the next step? What happens next, with Daniel Penny?
13: Well, we're
15: we're gonna be we're going back
13: in October between now and then. Uh, you know, like I said, we're doing the drudgery that you don't see on TV. Right. Going through all this discovery, obviously, as we just talked about. There, some. You,
0: well, you gotta you gotta you gotta make Steve Razor do all
13: that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I how listen, Razor, Razor's on trial right now. You know, oh this God! The thing that people don't understand is, you know, they they, they you get a big case like this, and yep. they just think, well, you know, all your other cases just, you know, they just go away. Right, this is the only case you handle. Um, you know, when this case came in, I was on trial on a big case in Manhattan. <laughs> yes. um, you know, so, so so life goes on. Um, but we listen. We have a we have a great team, Mr. Razor, myself, our power, our offices. You know, paralegals. Um, you know, so so it, it's all hands on deck. Um, and you know we're going to get through that. We're going to, I think we're going to have spirited motion practice in this case. Um, and we're going that we're going back. I think it's October 25th. I may be wrong on the actual on the exact date. I know it's October. And, and at that point, you know we're going to have decisions on our motions and see you know see where we go from there. In the meantime, we have a dialogue you know with the district attorney's office. We're always you know willing to talk. But uh, you know th- this is a situation where my client shouldn't be here you know in the first place. So, right. So. That's where we are.
0: Thomas, you're the best. You really are. He's a very lucky guy to have you as an attorney, and I'm a very lucky guy to have you as a friend. So we'll talk again very, very soon. God bless.
13: Always a pleasure, and I can't wait to see you on the next episode, my man.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're great. There he is, everybody, Daniel Penny's attorney. He also served this country proudly. We must say that every time he's on the show, a man, I'm proud to call a friend Thomas Kniff. We go from one great attorney talking about the Daniel Penny case to another, a legend talking about the Donald Trump latest indictment. Alan Dershowitz joins me next right here on Sid and Friends in the Morning.
1: 77 W.A.B.C. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 W.A.B.C.
3: Now, it bothers me. It bothers me for everybody in this incredible sold-out audience. And it's uh, it bothers you. I got the uh, letter on Sunday night. Think of it. I don't think they've ever sent a letter on Sunday night. And they're in a rush because they want to interfere. It's interference with the election. It's election interference. Never been done like this in the history of of our country, and it's a disgrace. What's happening to our country, whether it's the borders or the elections or kinds of things like this where the DOJ has become a weapon for the Democrats, an absolute weapon.
0: That's my friend. He'll be back on the show in about two weeks. Donald J. Trump, courtesy of Sean Hannity and Fox News. Oh, Jackson Brown. Nice choice, Lewis. You know, I started to think about our guest list, and we have four lawyers on all the time. Joseph Takapina, my dear friend of 46 years. We carpooled together to poly Prep in the fifth grade. He lived on Beffitt Avenue, I lived on Quentin Road, both from Brooklyn. Thomas Kniff just joined me moments ago. He's Daniel Penny's attorney. He's on all the time. Uh, Arthur Idala's on every week. And Alan Dershowitz. Dersh um, is a legend. Not the Takapina, Idala Kniff, those guys aren't. Dersh is a legend, and he's been joining me quite a bit over the last couple of months. And when you consider Daniel Penny's case is still out there, now you got this ghoul on Long Island who may have killed three girls, four girls, 18 girls, who knows, and Trump gets indicted again, I can't have these guys on enough. So with that said, here he is, the brilliant constitutional attorney, and Mr. Brooklyn, folks, he owns it, my dear friend Alan Dershowitz. Good morning, counsel.
16: Thanks, can't you ever find a lawyer who didn't grow up in Brooklyn? It must <laughs> yeah, yeah. be top one or two somewhere in the world. Uh Bedford Avenue. I went to high school on Bedford Avenue and I used to go to Ebbets Field Games. You know who I left a message for yesterday? I left a message, I couldn't get it, for Call Erskine. Oh, oh wow, seven years old and I wow. know him. Wow. And uh, yeah. he was one of the great heroes of yes. the Yes,
0: he was yeah. the Brooklyn Dodgers. I mean, they only beat the Yankees once in 55, and that was Padres. But uh, Carl was I, a, a major well, part.
16: Well, you know, he almost—they almost did it twice. They yeah. took Erskine out and they put in Branca yep. to pitch to Bobby Thompson. We know what happened then. <laughs>
0: yeah, the shot heard around the world. We do. And, uh, yes, Joseph Tacopino was on Bedford and X. I live two blocks away from Madison High School most of my life on East 22nd. And Quentin, of course, Madison is on Bedford. But, uh, listen, like I tell you, Alan, I live now in Bell Harbor, Rockaway. I'm in Brooklyn all the time. I go right over the Marine Park Bridge. I'm in Brooklyn all the time. I still love it.
16: I think Madison. I think Madison turned out more... Congressmen yes. and Supreme Court justices, yes. and any other school in the in the country. Well, I know for a fact and Chuck Schumer went there. went there, Bernie Sanders went
0: yeah. there, my first cousin Norm Coleman went there. There's three right there.
16: Yeah, yeah, and I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes, there.
0: she did. Yes, very good. Uh, Brooklyn is still the best. I'm sorry, no matter what you, what what profession you bring up, all the greats uh, originally came from Brooklyn, as you did. But let's get right to business here with Donald J. Trump. You know, Democrats, he contends that Democrats run the DOJ, they become a, they become a weapon. But, but if that's true, right, then they understand that the first two indictments, and even the E. Jean Carroll case, all that meant to Trump was more donor money, a larger lead over Ron DeSantis. So if he's right, how dumb are the Democrats to continue to do this when it looks like all they're doing is making him stronger?
16: Well, what they're trying to do is, and they have succeeded now, is get one of the cases at least into the District of Columbia, where there's a almost guaranteed conviction, regardless of the weakness of the facts and the law. I think 91% of the potential jury pool will have voted against Donald Trump, and will obviously, many of them want to see him convicted. I don't know what the indictment says, but from what the news reports were, This is a kitchen sink indictment. Uh, We don't like what you did on January 6th. We're going to indict you for making a speech, constitutionally protected speech. We're going to indict you for trying to invoke the Article II of the Constitution, challenging the Electoral College. We're going to indict you for sending out solicitation letters to donors which weren't completely truthful. Can you imagine if every congressman and senator who ever sent a letter <laughs> to a congressman, to, to a donor, which didn't have the truth, the whole truth, and everything but the truth, got indicted? Uh, again, I haven't seen the indictment. Maybe this is smoking gun. But from what I've seen, this is a desperate attempt to try to botch together yeah. uh, a series of things because, you know, nobody likes what happened on January 6th.
0: No, I don't. I thought it was an embarrassing day and I've taken Trump, who I love dearly. I do, and I'm going to vote for him again to task because, not because he incited anything, because I think he waited too long to do something about it, but you look at that first indictment, you're on record saying in your 60 plus years of practicing law, you never saw something weaker coming from that idiot yeah. Alvin Bragg. The second one, a lot of folks thought was much more serious. Guys like the Potatalo and Idala thought he was going to jail. He's not going to jail. Stop it. Uh, but even that, it may be more serious, but, but it's, nothing's going to happen here. This one's a joke too. I mean, you think any of these, any of these with, with Georgia coming up next, that's the biggest joke of all. Do you think any of these will amount to any real trouble? for President Trump?
16: Nobody knows, because you have juries out there, and juries uh, vote their politics often. There's going to be an attempt to try to get jurors who voted against Trump off the jury, but that won't succeed. And so it's going to be, it's, it's, it's an, a, a challenge for his lawyers and for him. And And also, remember this, the 65 Project, this group of radical left-wing lawyers are doing everything in their power to try to deter lawyers from taking the case. They've gone after me. They filed a bar charge against me because of my involvement in a case saying that voting machines, uh, before they're allowed to be used, have to be checked by experts. Can you imagine anything less controversial than that? And that's what I said, and so they filed bar charges against me. Now, when they file bar charges against somebody, it means it costs them a million dollars in legal fees. It means they can't uh, uh, enter cases outside of their own jurisdiction, pro-hoc, what's called pro-hoc cases. And, and what they're doing is deliberately trying to get every good lawyer in the country to say no, no, no. I can't get close to Trump because I can't endanger my bar certificate. I can't endanger my lawyer. It's pure, pure, pure pure McCarthyism. And it hurts every American lawyer and every American client, which means every American.
0: You know what's funny, Alan, is, and we've been over this a million times, but I have new listeners every day. The show is gaining such great popularity that here you are, a guy that, you know, votes Democrat almost all your life, and you didn't vote for Trump either time. Uh, but because you wrote a book, which is doing great, and it should, entitled Get Trump, where you talk about this this endless pursuit, this ruthless effort to get Donald Trump at any cost, anybody doesn't know your life, your history, your politics would think you're a Trump guy. But the truth is, you're not, but you wrote a book that was fair to Trump, and every time there's another indictment, you know who looks great? Alan Dershowitz.
16: Well, I don't want to look great. Um, I mean, I'm not a Trump supporter, I'm a constitution supporter. If this you might not like, but if Biden got uh, impeached or indicted for crimes as weird as this and as unjustified as this, I would be defending him the way I defended President Clinton, the way I defended Ted Kennedy, the way I defended Alan Cranston, the way I defended Edward Edwards, all Democrats, all Democrats. So I don't pick my clients based on their political affiliations. I pick them based on constitutional violations. I want to protect the Constitution, but it's gotten me canceled. It's gotten me challenged by the bar. I mean, imagine a bar complaint. after 60 years of practicing law. A bar complaint filed against me because I said that, that experts should be allowed to look at the inner workings of machines uh, so that we are assured that all machines operate properly. That's a controversial issue.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, no, listen, and well, though, as mean, bad, right, that. Of course, and as bad as those two things are, Alan. Uh, worst of all, they nearly got you beat up in
16: Martha's Vineyard by Larry David. <laughs> uh-huh, well, I can take him on. I think I can take him on. Yeah, you know, we're again two guys from Brooklyn. You know what? He, you know what he came after me for? Because he saw me on television. Patting Mike Pompeo on the back. Now, I want to make a great admission here. I like Mike Pompeo. I think he is a wonderful man. And I would pat him on the back again. He was my former student. I'm very proud of him. But when Larry David saw me pat Mike, yeah. Mike Pompeo on the back and saw me defend Donald Trump, yeah. he called me disgusting and outrageous, <laughs> and, and, and the veins on his head popped, you know what I discovered? that his show Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah. there's no acting on that show. No, I know. That's the real curmudgeon. That's, That's him. That's the real yeah. Larry David. But, but I'm just
0: curious, did you like that
16: show? Because I love that show. I like that show. Of course I like that show. Who wouldn't yeah. like that show? Right. But it's the real Larry David. Yeah. I mean, he is yeah. nasty <laughs> as, he, as he is on the show. And, uh, you know, it's so strange. You know, I, helped get his, yeah. I helped get his daughter into college. I I, I I I represented him, believe it or not, pro bono <laughs> in a case. I believe it. I believe it, yeah. yeah. And, and and he ate in my house and he worked at it. Doesn't matter.
0: Trump, Trump, yeah. him. So now Jerry Seinfeld probably hates you, too, because.
16: No, no. I think Jerry, I, I don't know. But I think Jerry seems like a more rational, right. more rational guy.
0: Oh, I yeah, I mean, know. more rational. I, I mean, the you know, the Larry David, he's completely insane. He's brilliant. He's great. But he's completely yeah. insane. And I'm mad at him because you're my friend and he's not. Uh, let's yeah. move away from Trump for a second. I want to talk about this uh killer, at least alleged killer, out yeah. in uh, Massapequa. I heard you with John katz on on uh, Monday, uh, t- or maybe Friday it was, I'm sorry, talking about this case too. So I, I had Arthur Idala on yesterday, another one of your proteges, your students. I know he represented you, but let's be honest, you're, you're the pro there. And um, Artie was interesting. I said, if that guy, you know, he doesn't come to your office, you have to go to prison to visit him. How does that conversation go? I mean, you know he's guilty, but you got to fight for the guy. And he said, listen, I don't fight for the defendant necessarily. Sometimes I fight for the system to make sure, even if I think he's guilty, that everything goes properly. What are your thoughts on that?
16: Well, first. The guy should call, all the, except for me, all the lawyers that are on your show. I mean, that's the legal team he needs to defend them. You know, he needs Kakapine, he needs Idala, he needs Imran. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, you should be the, the person who refers cases to desperate.
0: Right. To desperate I mean, jail. you would say at this point, because you were part of this team, you are right there with uh, Johnny Cochran and Shapiro and Epley Bailey and all these guys. Would you say right now that my show roster contends with O.J.'s dream team? No,
16: it doesn't contend. It's much better. Wow! It's much better. Much better. Much better. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I like some of the people on the O.J. dream team, but I called them the nightmare team. They couldn't get along with each other. A bunch of egos clashing. Not Johnny. Johnny was very good about it, and some of the others, but you know, F. Lee Bailey uh, may rest in peace. It, it was a very contentious yeah. game and we didn't win that case. That's the myth. We didn't win it. The prosecution lost it. They blew it in every respect. Yes. They made every mistake in the books. And you know, who knows what will happen in this in this case. Everybody wants justice to uh, be served, but he needs to be defended vigorously and uh you know, what that means is the possibility of, uh, you know, some negotiated resolution, although it doesn't look like there's any possible one on the boards. He's not going to get a break, obviously, if he's guilty. Right. Uh, but everybody has to, you know, look at the evidence with an open mind. We know about the presumption of innocence, but that doesn't mean the actuality of innocence. Uh, if this guy did what it is alleged that he did, my God, can anything e- ever be worse? And, you know, fortunately for him, New York doesn't have the death penalty. And so, Uh, he's going to escape that unless they can somehow pin a federal charge on him. You know, the irony is if you commit a crime in a jurisdiction that has no death penalty, you can still get the death penalty if you've committed a federal crime because the federal law provides for a death penalty.
0: Well, give me an example, because I'm not nearly as smart as you, how this could possibly even turn into a, a federal crime.
16: We don't know enough about crossing state lines. We don't know enough right. about, uh, you know, any of the other elements that it doesn't look like it's a federal crime. It looks like it's fairly yeah. local, but you just never know. Yeah. So, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, Jeffrey Epstein case, who I also uh, represented, they tried to indict him on crossing state lines and they just didn't have the evidence. The reason we got the deal we got is because they couldn't prove that he ever transported a single young woman across state lines, it was all local. And so they had to throw in the towel on that and charge him with a state crime, which which got a lot of people very angry. But it was the lack of evidence of any federal connection that we exploited, took advantage of, as we're obligated to as defense lawyers. And who knows what, what the charges ultimately will turn out to be here. But uh, if it's not a federal crime, uh, he's going to spend the rest of his life in jail if he's guilty. 60 seconds to go.
0: The story coming out of Israel, no shock, B.B. and Barack Obama did not get along. In comes Donald Trump. Say what you want about the guy. Nobody did more for Israel in 50 years.
16: Absolutely right. Okay. That's
0: that's over 50 years. So then Biden comes in, and it's Obama all over again. Uh, Right now, B.B. is killing him. The Israeli government very upset with our government. So... When you start to think about why you wouldn't vote for Joe Biden, I don't know a bigger Israel enthusiast than you, Alan. There's your answer right there, right there.
16: No, I think that's a very strong argument for uh, voting against uh, Biden. I want to give him a chance. He has another, you know, year or so to go. He agreed to meet with Nacho. I wish he had agreed to meet with him in the Oval Office. I wish he had agreed to meet with him earlier. I wish that he were uh, more favorable. Look, you can distinguish between the government of Israel, um, the current government. I don't like some of the people. I don't like a guy named Ben Gavir and a guy named Smutrich. Um And you can see that. But when you get these radical anti-Semitic Democrats in the Senate, including one from New York, AOC, uh, who refuses to go to hear the speech today by um by by Bougie Herzog, a friend right. of mine, the yes. president of Israel, a great yep. man who doesn't represent the government. It represents the nation of Israel. He they, he represents Am Yisrael, the nation of Israel. The whole nation of Israel. Everybody. Yep. Everybody from the left to the right. Yep. And Herzog is a wonderful man, a moderate yep. man. And and AOC won't go to hear him. Nope. That's Bigotry. No, she's That's a creep. Like she's a creep. Not yeah. going to hear Martin Luther King. Right, That's same thing. Just right. right, Agreed.
0: Her and um, Talib's not going, and Omar, yeah. Yeah. and and by the yeah. way, uh, uh, Bush, he's not going, and uh, this creep Jamal Bowman, he's not going, and uh, these are racists and anti-Semites that right. people here vote for all the time, and I have no stomach for that. But I will say this, and I mean this, Alan, because I have a lot of very big people on this show. It's an honor. And I love it every time you come on, so thank you.
16: I'm. It's an honor for me, and I have such a good time. I love to talk about Brooklyn. Uh, you know, Katz uh, suggested once that I do a show on Sunday morning called Brooklyn, Old and New. And it would have me talking about the old Brooklyn and Arthur Izala talking about the new Brooklyn. I love it. And that would be, that would be a Why don't you do it? Fun. You guys should do these it. I'm serious. One of these days. One right. of these days. All I'm right. still young. I'm only going to be 85 next month.
0: I don't, so. yeah, to me, you're like, you're like 30. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Alan Dershowitz. Thank you. Thank you. All Thank right. you so much. You're welcome. There he is, Alan Dershowitz.
1: 77 WABC. This is Sit and Friends in the
6: Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends.
12: The best of times, they're the only times I've ever known, and I believe there is a time for meditation in cathedrals of our own. Now I have seen that sad surrender in my lover's eyes, and I can only stand apart and sympathize. We are always what our situations hand us see the sadness or euphoria
0: You tell them, Billy. What a show today and all the great guests. Everybody was terrific from Brian Kilmeade to Curtis Sleewa, to Rich Lowry to so Peter so King to Thomas Kniff, Daniel Penny's attorney to Alan Dershowitz. We got a big big show planned for tomorrow. I want to send a shout out to my buddy Charlie Marino. Charlie listening right now, and his brother Dominic, who's a huge fan of the show. Hello, Charlie and Dominic. We done for today. Lewis. Excellent work, son. Excellent. Justin Ellick, Noam Layden, Chad Lopez, and George V were great as well. We'll all be back, as my friend Gene says, God willing, at 6 a.m. tomorrow. More of us sitting friends in the morning, including Billy Joel, to all of you. Till tomorrow at 6.
12: we